Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner. <laughs> Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, here we go on a Thursday. Glad to have you with us. Lunching with Rothman and Ice. My lunch is in the freezer. Maddie's lunch is in front of him. He's got a little tin of nuts there. He's ready to go. Almond injuries await. CB behind the glass. Good to see you, boys. It's great to see you, man. I don't really know if I I lunch around here. I think I nibble throughout the day. You know me. A lot of breaks. I'm out there heating stuff up. I'm in the refrigerator. Almonds, fruit. I got it all. I'm not eating pizza like our boy over there. That's luncheon. On the clock, I, I nibble on the clock. That's right. what I do. And he, he, every time I bring it up, he looks at me like, "What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean?" Like, yeah, we see you, you say do that it. like it's currently going on. <laughs> I've seen you eat pizza a couple times, and I actually I respect the efforts over there, eating on the clock and getting paid to do it. That's it. Not a bad gig, but however, Ar, when you do win employee of the year, you can get away with that. And now that I'm bringing this up. Mm-hmm. I gotta get I gotta get busy because I'm the only guy on this show that I'm, I'm awardless over here. We got Emmys. We got employee of the year over there. I got nothing on the resume, big dog. I'm slacking. It's all fake, Maddie. <laughs> it's just fake stuff, oh, man. Come on, man. It's just it's just you're just don't even deal oh, with it, man. man. Just do you. Um, we got a nice show for you today. We got Nate Davis USA Today twelve thirty three. We'll uh, Albert Brewer's on with the with the Juice Boys and talked about the field's potential landing spots, so we're going to get to that at 133. And then our guy, Double D, Dan Dockich, Senior College Hoops Insider. Uh, by the way, now in the air in Indy, on the ticket now. Uh, he just tweeted out a picture, and it said, MJ didn't beat me to this rebound, and it was a nice still shot. Oh, it's amazing. I love that. I, by the way, if you were going to live off anything your whole life, mm-hmm. holding Jordan to eight points in a basketball game yeah. in a game that mattered would be something that you would never let go of. It's like when you knocked out that pool champion. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Earl Strickland is his He's, name. You got video for that. You got video yeah. evidence. That's that's going to live on forever as it should. So you're absolutely right. When you take down somebody like that, I don't care if they're 70 years old. When you beat them, you beat them. Don't matter. Um, I, my bad. 13 points. Jordan eventually fouled out. So he's held at 13 points. So it couldn't guard Dan, huh? When, when Indiana beat the number, upset the number one ranked North Carolina Tar Heels, which turned out to be Jordan's final game in Carolina Blue, our boy Dockage held him to 13, a Baker's dozen. By the way, when you said the North Carolina, that's yeah. one of my favorite intros of all time when Michael Jordan used to get introduced. Do you know that man's name? I was going to ask you his name because I know you know. Yes, the man's name is Ray Clay. Yeah, that was classic. Man. And Ray Clay, my cousin Barry in Chicago, at the time was getting married, and they paid Ray Clay to do the intros for he and his wife. That's incredible. To enter the wedding 
party. Incredible. Like that, for me right now, as a wrestling fan, if I got married in the near future, I would ask Samantha Irvin to do it. She calls everybody out to the ring and all that. And she's through the roof right now. She's a star in the I'm making with what she hear does. That, oh, I, I can cook know. up some Samantha Irvin for you because she just did it on Monday Night Raw with Cody Rhodes. You know you do it. She just did it. She's ready to do it again. But as a kid, when I used to hear the Jordan intro with the music, like that's that's all-time stuff right there, right? Yeah. Do you know the name of that song or the band? No, I don't. Okay. I know the jingle, though. I hate you with a little jingle right Jingle. Now. Do I get points for that? <laughs> get any points for that? You, you were humming it a little there bit. You were almost there. Yeah. That's Eye in the Sky, the Alan Parsons Project. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting nowhere. This is pretty good. Now we're right. getting nowhere. Um, Jim <laughs> Teacher used to say. Please welcome yeah. uh-huh. the winner uh-huh. of the two. Good. <laughs> Imagine starting your wedding off with her. It's pretty solid. Yeah, Samantha Urban's a beast, man. Starting your wedding off with her oh, or yeah. ending your wedding night with her? Well, see, I don't think that. You're Now oh, you're trying to get me sorry. in some trouble. You're trying to get me in some trouble. I'm just going to let her do the intros. That's good stuff right there from CB because that's exactly what I was referring CB, to. CB, when you get a chance, as long as we put you to work in this first segment, because you're not eating right now so you can handle things, <laughs> um, pull up a little Ray Clay classic jordan yeah, early 90s see if you can pull that out and then we can do a little comparing and contrasting of eras of pa announcers um but we'll have doc on at 233 so that will be good um you know we did a lot with um um mahomes and and everything that's going on with with him you see how much fun he's been having with the celebration where he took his shirt off in the locker room and yeah, the he pictures. he's what team dad bot or something like that i saw well, at first he was like why do you want to do me like that well Yes, they're in your locker room. That is true. But now they're letting anybody in there as far as like video and all that and yeah, pictures. Yeah. and all. So, you know, if you don't want it, put your shirt back on. That'd be the easiest way um, or kick them out. But I did notice because we were talking about that card that our boy Leo Roberto bought, the rookie card for $4.3 million. Yeah. So his number 15 home jersey worn during week five, the 2022 season when the Chiefs hosted the Raiders at Arrowhead, yeah. hit the auction block. And 32 bids later, $213,000. So that's the most money ever paid for a game-worn jersey. But it's week five. Yeah. That's odd to me. I I guess it just, yeah, what is the the attraction is the Mahomes jersey. I get that. But for me, if I was buying a jersey that was game-worn, then the game-worn part is the most important part of that. If not, I'll just buy a jersey and hope it's autographed and get it autographed. But if you want it game worn, mm-hmm. you would think you'd want it from something important. Very significant. And to me, that doesn't seem significant, but maybe I'm missing something there. Yeah. I have I have no idea. I wanted to ask you about this because you're a big, you know, when we get in our GM roles on the show, not trading guys in the division, right? If you if you can avoid it, that's something Anthony Rothman doesn't want to do in the division, in the conference, ship him over to the other side of the league. How do you feel? about the Las Vegas Raiders loaning the Kansas City Chiefs their practice facility to get ready for the Super Bowl as a division rival? Are they paying me for it? It's a fair question. I don't have that information for you, but when I saw it, I was like, hmm, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. Now, if this was the Niners, Mm. then I'd be like, okay, I get it. 
but allowing a team in your own division to prep for the biggest game of the year in your facility. Is the NFL kind of stepping in here and saying, hey, the AFC is the home team in this Super Bowl. The home the Super Bowl is being played in Vegas. We mm-hmm. now have a team in Vegas. Guess what? You got to give it up. This is what's been done. This is what happens if you're a host city. I assume other cities have done this before. Other teams and see if I'm I a- assume the home team of the Super Bowl gets that home NFL's practice facility. If I'm Antonio Pierce, I'm like, no, they can go practice somewhere else because the Niners are practicing <laughs> at UNLV. That's what that. That's what should be happening because they're the road team. I, they should be shipping the Chiefs over to UNLV. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little party foul. Out of bounds. I don't think, you know, CB would want my Ravens using the Browns facility to get ready for a major game. All right, here's what I need you to find out. Yeah. How much did Mark Davis sell this, rent this practice facility for? And then maybe that might change your your deal. It might take me, you know, the rest of the show to find that research out, Big Dom. You got Two hours and 50 minutes. How much Mark Davis paid for that? No, how much he got paid by the Chiefs or the NFL. I'll try, but I don't know if I'm going to find that. It's worth a Google. I mean, that's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to, like, leave the show and then, you know. Go to Vegas now. Exactly. (laughs) Find out what's going on and come back and report. All right, so who was your girl again that did the PA? Samantha Irvin. Irvin? Irvin, one of the two. Yeah, well, you know how much I always hate when people say, um... Kyrie Irving, you well, know, that's, and that's things like name, isn't it? Well, no, I mean Michael. I'm sorry, I meant to say Michael Irving. They, they say Michael Irving, and sometimes they'll say Julius Irving. Yeah, like we we get them all wrong. So let that's me, why I want to make sure we're getting that. Let right. Let me get this right for my girl. This is Samantha Irving. She's an Irving. Okay, not an Irving. She's no no G okay. on that. Then. Perfect. Yep. Um, Maddie, here's here's your your boyhood Ray. idol, Ray Clay. Come on. Fairly lengthy intro. We got time. It's only we got till three o'clock. And now the starting lineup for your world champion, Chicago Bulls. And forward from Clemson, six ten, Horace. Childhood Rothman, right here. Yeah. In the middle. He's getting drowned out. It's there you go. That was worth it. It's good stuff, well, man. There's, there's a little chilling effect to that. Yeah. Ray Clay okay. was the man Shout back out then. Shout out to Ray Clay, man. Shout out to Ray Clay. Um, yeah, and I, I dare say, what's he up to? I'm not really Ooh, sure. that's a dangerous question. I think, you know, on this show, it's very dangerous. Um, Ray Clay. Because I, I, I accidentally, people may have listened to the show for years, I accidentally did run into somebody, and we talked about an old friend, and I said, you know what's he up to, and then it was like he had passed away, and that's uh, that's not a yeah, that's tough good thing. But it was a normal response for me to have, except I I really knew it and I had forgotten. It is a whole bad thing. Yeah, what tough. can I tell you? Um, I assume Ray's still out there doing his thing somewhere. Maybe he's retired, sitting on a pile of cash from all that. 
Last uh, I see, he retired in 2019 as the okay. Chicago Sky announcer. Wow, okay, the nice. WNBA team. Okay, still doing it. That's awesome. Um, we will get into a little Buckeye football in the next segment. So when this name popped up in the portal and he transferred to Ohio State, there was like this gasp almost because they had seen what had happened at Bama. But then I was trying to count people down like, well, he may not be coming here to snap the football. And if he does, I'm sure that can be relearned how to do it. Well, South McLaughlin is is here now. And whether he was, whether it's the coaching change or whatever, it was a cast off from Bama that Ohio State was more than happy to scoop up. You'll hear from him next. Rothman and Ice in the fan. An ex-jock and a very puffy, smooth-faced man. These are the first voices you should hear. Morning juice. Your wake-up service. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The f- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ken. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. Maddie Ice, guess what's coming up next month? I think it's, is it Valentine's Day? Uh, that's right. Valentine's Day is around the corner and love is in the air. And there's no sweeter way to celebrate mm. than a gift for your significant other. This Valentine's Day, rich and buttery toffee covered in their delicious chocolate. The famous chocolate bar with Valentine's Day inspired messages and my personal favorite, the peanut butter bombs. This is the perfect Valentine's Day gift for your significant other. Don't miss your chance to order now. Use the promo code FAN for 20% off your purchase. Visit goodscandy.com. That is goods with an S, candies.com. Goods Candies treats will make this Valentine's Day unforgettable so hop on over to goodscandies.com because uh yeah you want to take care of your significant other why not do it this way that's the place to be absolutely uh let me give you a little background on seth mclaughlin first of all he's an upperclassman now so that's good you're getting experience it's a kid who came out of georgia and went to bama um so he's a four-star kid he was a four-star kid at center He was a top 300 kid on espn.com for the espn 300 and i believe they also rate him as the number four center which is interesting. So this is all coming out of out of high school where he was very highly thought of by a lot of recruiting sites. And he was on a very good high school team, obviously. And he had every school to choose from that he wanted to. Florida State, Clemson, Auburn, Arkansas, Bama, of course. And he goes to Bama. Um, I, I don't know where Georgia was in his mix, but I, I can't believe they wouldn't be since he's a kid from Buford, Georgia. Right. And so he became, so he's Alabama starting center. The second half of the 2022 season, I think that's when he picked it up. And then he came back to his starting role alongside this veteran offensive front for Bama this year. And he started, you know, all 13 games at center. And he was named to the Remington Trophy watch list, which goes to the nation's top center every season. So there's a little bit of your background. So now you know who Seth McLaughlin is. 6'5", kid, 300 pounds. Um, and a guy that absolutely looks the part. And he had some serious issues with the snapping. So it was two bad snaps, um, 
and a low snap on the last play of the game, the fourth and goal play. That Milrow run. That Milrow ran. Like, you could make the case, bad call, but who knows, maybe he gets a clean snap. They wound up losing 27-20 in overtime to Michigan, the eventual national champions, as we all know. So it was a really tough thing for a kid. I can't imagine, because he probably took a lot of heat for that, that it threw off. I, I Maybe it was 50-50. Maybe it was more 50-50 on the play call, 50% on the snap. The whole thing just imploded. And I didn't love the go. play call later. That's just what I'm because saying. I, I thought it was a bit predictable. I think yeah. everybody and their mama knew that season on the line for Bama, a quarterback that hadn't shown throughout the year mm-hmm. that he really is going to dotch up consistently. His legs were incredible. That that's what they were going to go to. That was just. I thought it was just way too easy of a call there from a defensive player to know like what was coming in that moment. I guess putting the ball in, in the hands of your best player is what you want to do more times than not. But switch it up a little bit. Yes, RPO that somehow. But the, but the important part was getting the ball in his hands cleanly, and it, and it didn't happen. He went down to get it and all that. So Seth hits the portal and he transfers. We all need a new start. What's the best way to get a fresh start? Pull ripcord, get out of there, and start from zero at another place. So let's hear from Seth McLaughlin, who spoke to the media, first on those Rose Bowl struggles. You know, when you, when you go through something like that, you kind of have to sit down and look at yourself and be like, okay, who am I as a person? What am I? And I kind of just sat down and, and thought about, you know, where can I go from here? I can't control what happened in the past. I can't control what happened in that game. I can't control, uh, you know, the public reaction to that. But I'm here now. I'm in a great place to continue my development and play for an incredible program, play for incredible coaches. Um, so really, I'm very positive. I have no negative feelings about what happened. Uh, you know, it is what it is type of thing. So it's exciting to move forward. Got to tell you, he, you want to root for him. Pretty good take. That good is, answer. I like because it. what what does a big-time athlete or big-time coach have to do when he faces this type of adversity? The first thing you have to do is own it. That's with any problem of any kind. Can I admit and own it? And then it's easier to move it to the side because if you're in denial about it or if you're a shifting blame or you're saying, um, hey, I've, I've had all these different offensive coordinators and different coaches and everything. And then we were all discombobbled and the play clock was going down, whatever you want to say like that. That's you're only shifting blame and that's never good. So to hear uh, an upper, first of all, sounds incredibly mature. And I'm so happy for him that this happened because the last thing you want is for a guy to have his college career be defined by a low snap or a couple bad snaps. And it's tough. Everybody's got a job to do. Kicker misses a kick. He's got to live with it. Look what happened to our guy from Buffalo. Um, who, by the way, I'm so thrilled to turn that into hundreds of thousands of dollars for that cat rescue that Mr. in Buffalo. Mr. Bass? Is yeah, that? which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I that's a great take. It really was. It, it really was because, I mean... Sometimes, you know, you just get caught in a situation to where the, the eyes of the world are on you. And in that situation, when you have one of your worst games ever, it's tough, man, because I'm sure the guy is a very good player. But for him, there's a, probably a lot of people that are either Big Ten fans or ACC fans or from wherever you're at that maybe didn't watch a ton of Bama, Bama football this year. And everybody was watching that game. And when you see a guy have a down game with everyone watching that's your label now because people haven't really seen you do it a lot. And especially when you play offensive line, that stuff doesn't get talked about a ton. People aren't really breaking down offensive line play all over the place. It's not really a sexy thing to talk about. So I'm sure this guy has the goods to come in here 
and really shore up an offensive line that was it was up and down last year. Donovan Jackson had himself a good season. He is now back, so that's a good building block to have. But if McLaughlin and Donovan Jackson and the others that are going to be starting can be a good offensive line next year, man, they're going to have running backs behind them that could make their life easy. And you've just got this offense that just seems like it's ready to pop. So for him, look, I, I said the biggest thing for a lot of Buckeye fans, I think coming out of that game when they found out he was coming to Ohio State, I just said that that's a tough sell. I think it's a tough sell for fans. I never said that the guy was a bad player. I just think the timing of that was a tough sell because you're looking at this guy and saying, wait a minute, well, why are you bringing him in? The guy could even snap the ball consistently to Jalen Milrow. But that's just one glimpse at what he did in totality. And I'm sure, as you said, they'll work on that throughout the rest of the offseason. And I think we'll get some positive things from him in the fall. Yeah, and I listen, I don't know if he, if he is going to be the center. I mean, the way this whole thing shook out with Carson Hinsman at the end of the game for the Cotton Bowl, you think that position is up for grabs, yeah. and they got this guy to either be a depth piece on the offensive line or be their center. If he is, he'll most likely be snapping to Will Howard, and here he is on the quarterback. I think he's a very impressive guy. He's very intelligent. He's smart. He's played in a lot of games. You know, he's, he's a Big 12 champion. He's won championship games. So kind of going and playing with a quarterback that knows how to win games uh, was a super big thing to me because that's my main goal is to win football games in my fifth year. I like this kid. I like him a lot. I think he's going to work really damn hard to become good at his craft or better at his craft. And he's got a new lease on life here at Ohio State. And the other thing is, he didn't come. He said the other day, I didn't come here to be the center. Came here to be part of that offensive line and that unit, which is obviously the one they've got to really strengthen to be a beast. And so he knows there's talent there. And he knows what's going to be next to him, what's coming back. So he, I think he's got a really good head on his shoulders right now. Doesn't mean that he can't be scrutinized for his craft. He is, <laughs> if he is the center, there's a lot of responsibilities being center. Oh, yeah. You're the captain of that offense outside the quarterback, and mm-hmm. you need to be that guy. So if he's put in that position again, he'll have to live up to those expectations. But I, I like where his head is. I do too, man. I, I really do. And, you know, the thing that has me, one of the things that has me really excited about the squad next year is guys like McLaughlin and Howard and the experience that they're going to bring. I mean, this is going to be a seasoned football team, man. And they're, I don't think they're going to be shook by too many things because obviously they're talented enough to beat anybody. But mentally, I think these guys will be locked in because they've seen so much around the sport. Just feels like that everyone, I know we said this last year, and that's why I want to be careful with this, but you know, you start stacking L's and the humility is there. And so how much this thing is set up for them to bounce back. But here's the one thing that will not change. It will never change. This is a championship or bust program. It's not to say you can't have a successful season if you don't win it, mm-hmm. but we know what they'll be measured against. So this is where they are. So they can talk it. They can feel it. They got to put it into play in the fall. We'll come back with Nate Davis. We'll check in with him on the Super Bowl and what he anticipates in Vegas a week from Sunday. Rothman and Ice in the fan. A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years. Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway, sorry for that. The fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
He's the man. He'll be in Vegas, Super Bowl. We will be joining Nate Davis there, as we've done in the past. It'll be very good to see my old friend, and it'll be an outstanding affair. Good to have you, Nate. Good to be here. Good to talk to you. Guess what I'm going to try to do on Wednesday next week? Oh, I would imagine you're going to try to go see uh, some, actually, three Irishmen and a Dutchman in their their current iteration. That is correct. That is correct. Um, Go see this band that I've been listening to uh, since the 80s. Um, You love them. I love them. And it should be an unforgettable fire for me next Wednesday, hopefully, at the Sphere. Uh, You've seen them. You're not going. You'll be working, correct? And you've seen them many times. But is there anything that is there any pull for you to go to the Sphere next Wednesday? I, I did. I did do a, a quick trip, trip out there in October to see it. Um, I think I've got tickets for Friday. I've got. I've got to check, but uh, I've got to go I back to the. I think I have tickets for Friday. That that's a baller statement right there. Um, so you've been inside this sphere that Maddie says is one of the greatest concert venues ever created. Uh, it's a hard question for me because I, I was predisposed to love the show, but I mean, it, 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 it was, it was like nothing I, I'd ever seen before. Um, and, and Bono has said that the only bands that could really leverage the, uh, the power of this place, um, he didn't, he didn't name check them, but he, but he said our REM Radiohead and Pearl Jam would be the others that could actually, um, make the sphere, uh, the magic, the magic place that it, that it, uh, it seems to have the potential to be, but, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, It'll. I think it'll probably blow your mind, Anthony. Particularly right. last time you was when? Uh, never. Oh wow! So oh wait okay. a minute, I, I lied. I saw them at what was the concert where they did with all the other not all the other band. They did something in um, in Chicago with every one of the bands, and they were there. And I can't think. My mind is a blank right now. I'll, I'll pull it out for you later in the interview. Um, all right, so let's get to the big affair, which is the game itself, and. You know, Kansas City's an underdog here, and I, we've brought people on, and I'm, I'm asking the surprise meter there on, on Mahomes getting points again. He is he has exposed Vegas in this two weeks in a row. Will he expose them again? What is it, about one and a half? I it's, think it was yeah, one and a half, two, right in that area. But he is the dog, yeah. officially. Yeah, uh, I mean... If you, if you line up the rosters and, and and look at it that way, and just the way the teams, you know, their 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 full body of work, I don't think it's that surprising. But if you look at it, based on like the last two weeks, um, you know, even just the if, if you want to do the comparison of how the Ravens handled the uh, the Forty ers and then the Chiefs go into their place and 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 you know hold them to seven points, I, it's kind of hard to get your your, your head around, but. You know, I don't think anyone discounts the fact that the 49ers could could win this game. Uh, certainly, I mean they've they've got a, they've got a great team. Like I, I think it's a bit of a a bit of a coin flip. Um, but you know, I, I I would love to know how the Vegas algorithm works sometimes, or the odd maker algorithms. But uh, I, I I get it. I mean, you can make the case that the 49ers uh, were were kind of the better team week week one to 21 or wherever we are now. But I just I don't I don't know if that really applies uh, for like the last two or three weeks. So, Nate, after the news today out of Washington, Dan Quinn's going to be their head coach. The uh, the head coaching game of musical chairs is complete, and Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick do not 
have a seat. So, where do you what do you think is next for those three guys? Do you think all three hop back in next year? Do you think any of those guys retire? Mainly Pete and Bill. Like, where's your head at with three big name head coaches not gonna not gonna be roaming the sidelines next year? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm real curious about Vrabel, um, just because you know he's obviously a younger guy. Uh, you know, it, would he? You know, could he? Could he? Would he be interested, for instance, in taking a, a coordinator role or just a head coach role uh, in a place like New England or elsewhere? You know, I don't, I don't know if that that'd be the best thing for Gerard Mayo, uh, but you, you would think somebody like that would be demand in demand. And I mean, you know, you guys know. I mean, Ray Rabel worked, uh, I think, on Urban Meyer staff, but certainly on Ohio State staff uh, years ago. But um, I think there's also something to be said. That it's not the worst thing in the world to. Just take the year off completely, uh, or, or take take the year and then take take a media opportunity and, and use that as a way to get around the league, see other teams, other coaches, other players, and, and kind of maybe get a better idea of what you want to do next, or, or maybe places you might want to go or don't want to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be curious how that all pans out. I mean, I'm also kind of you know curious how teams view great head coaches that, that are in their 70s, and you know, Pete Carroll is still employed. Uh, by, by the Seahawks, so he's he's a, he got a bit of a, of a soft landing getting kicked upstairs. But uh, I, I, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how in demand those guys are next year, particularly since you're going to have, uh, you know, Ben Johnson's probably going to be at the back at the top of the list a, a year from now. But um, I mean, man, it's hard to think that Bill Belichick is going to get another job at some point. But I'm just, you know, I, I tend to think he might be one that takes takes a media job somewhere. Uh, and just just as a, a tour of the league for for 2024. Talking with Nate Davis, NFL reporter, columnist for the USA Today, here on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. Uh, the Bears' decision with Justin Fields. Do you think it's pretty much cemented that they're going to take Caleb Williams and then try to ship him off and get what they can for him? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Probably nothing is cemented uh, at this point. I mean, the, the Bears did their. I mean, the Bears did their due diligence last year. You know, on, on Bryce Young. I mean, they they were basically in the same spot uh, a year ago. Uh, but yeah, I think I think all all the Eli's point point towards you know them probably taking Caleb Williams, um, including the fact that that they uh, hired Shane Waldron as their offensive coordinator, who has been working with you know guys like Matt Stafford, uh, I think Jared Goff, you know Smith, the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and the, and the Bears also, you know, uh, you know interviewed Greg Roman, uh, who obviously famously was with Lamar Jackson for so many years, but that they decided not to go in that direction. And I thought, you know, the Greg Roman would probably be more of a signal that they were going to stick with Justin Fields. So I think they're probably going with Caleb Williams. Um, y- you know, I, I, Justin Fields is a more proven NFL quarterback, as we all know at this point. But I, I think for for teams, and we you know we saw this happen with with Sam Darnold and others. I, I think the opportunity to feel like you're getting at least an equal quarterback, uh, maybe a better one in Caleb Williams, certainly from a, a passing standpoint, uh, and then being able to reset the contract and, and control it for six years, and, and then pour all of your money into the rest of the roster is is really a, a good formula for winning a Super Bowl. And I think that's going to be hard to resist if you're the Bears. So the Cowboys are at a point where they have to make a decision on their quarterback and Dak Prescott and whether or not they're going to extend him. Nate, is that a is that a no brainer, or you kind of reach some pause when it comes to the thought of giving him more years and big time money? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think he's under contract, I believe, for for uh, one more year. But I think the Cowboys are also in a position where uh, their their cap 
situation is not in the best spot right now. So I, I would think probably, I mean, Dak, Dak as we all saw, had, had a fantastic year. Uh, but the Cowboys are $20 million over the cap right now. Um, and I, I think doing his extension now could give you some relief there right away. Uh, I mean, they've also got to get C.D. Lamb uh, an extension. I think that there are a few other guys. You know, Tyron Smith's going to be a free agent. I'm guessing he's not coming back. Stephon Gilmore, the same. So there, there's a lot of roster stuff going on here. But I, I find it hard to believe with, with the year that he had with, with uh, Mike McCarthy that, that there's going to be any kind of change um, behind center with, with Dak Prescott. Uh, and, and the other aspect of it, too, is just, uh, you, you know, and this is what I always tell people, like if you're going to move on from Dak Prescott, you know, then what? I mean, if you turn it over to Trey Lance, uh, you're going to hope you can bring in Kirk Cousins. Is that really going to, you know, be a better situation? I, I think probably not. I mean, we, we've seen Dak come up small in the playoffs. We've seen that with Kirk Cousins too. But uh, I think yeah, he's coming off what was his best year. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you, you you ride it out and, and maybe. I mean, the other thing with Dak is he's been Kirk Cousins' esque where he's, he's taken the shorter contracts uh, and then kind of able to put himself back out there financially. Uh, I mean, if you can get Dak to take take a three year contract, it might be the best for both sides. Where where he's still he's still going to be playing at his best. Not that he wouldn't anyway, but you're not necessarily uh, locked into it for six years. And if you need to move on from it early, you know, then you can. Yeah, nice, good insight, man. Can't wait to see you next week. Hopefully, you'll be able to uh, track down Taylor Swift and get all the uh, you know exclusive stuff you're looking for. Come on, man! The, the Irishmen are in residency there. That's where I'm trying to have dinner with. Not, not. You know, I'll, I'll leave Taylor to you guys. <laughs> hey, by the way, it was Amnesty International. That was the that was the tour that I saw. Uh, yeah. That was the one with the police. You two, Peter Gabriel. That was the concert. Not Live Aid, obviously, but they did an Amnesty International event. So when you asked, that was the last time. So it's been a while, dude. Been a while. You're gonna love it. Can't wait, man. Talk to you soon. Be well. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Nate Davis, USA Today on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. That's how long ago it was. I didn't even remember. I mean, I remembered I went, but I don't remember what it was like. I mean, look, you're you're that's you're you're a well traveled man that's been blessed to see a lot of good things in your life, you know? So that's just deep in the memory bank, big dog. But guess what? You can dust that off next week and you heard from Nate. The spheres, it's gonna be a good time for you, man. It's gonna be a good time. Turn back the clock. All right, we're gonna come back. How'd our big bet work out? With the Cavs. So the big bet and the big picture with the Cavs. We'll do it next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. Timmy Hall hosts Buckeye Roundtable. A special look inside the world of Ohio State Athletics. And a special look inside Timmy's neckbeard. Monday at 6. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. True to his name, Matty Ice wears a winter coat in the middle of summer. He lives the gimmick, man. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. Uh, not only does he live the gimmick, he lives the gimmick of betting on first baskets. <laughs> and yesterday he talked me into, which I was very willing to be talked into, a fun little bet to start the Cavs game on Bet365. It was predicting who would score the first basket of the game. Now, there's a lot that goes into this because you really you really want to win the tip. Because if you don't, then the bet's you know 50% down the toilet. 
Well, the good news is Jared Allen uh, did get the tip, and Evan Mobley got the ball. I told you Jared Allen, a.k.a. the undercover brother, was going to win the tip. So I, I at least got to that. The one thing you did is you got me locked in to the start of a Cavs game that I didn't think you would. I was just glued good to the start too. of this game. Good game. Because, and I, and I, by the way, I wanted to go full roulette and blanket the board, and I took... I went with your Garland pick because it was nine to one. Yeah, and then we talked into a secondary guy, which I think was Spider Mitchell, Donovan Spider Mitchell. Mitchell. I think it was four or five to one. Um, so guess what's going to happen here? They get the tip, and you did mention Struce for a second, and I think it was like eight to one. I thought about it. Struce goes. I think he got baseline, and I think he jacks up a twenty footer or whatever and misses. Good news is Cavs get the rebound. Mm-hmm. First basket still available. Yeah. And what happens? They dump it into Mobley, mm-hmm. and then he misses a bunny. Misses a little bunny. That would have lost the bet for me anyway, Either but way. here's the good news. Yeah. Him missing and it not being my guy keeps the bet alive. Question. So I'm I'm really thrilled he missed. We go down the court, and now I just need the Pistons to miss, and we get another shot at this. And, and what happened? Cade Cunningham, I think, went baseline and got an easy reverse layup or something? A little two-point shot. A yeah. little two-point shot. That was easy money there. So, listen, I let you down yesterday. <laughs> I let you down. I got you halfway there with predicted Jared Allen was going to win the tip. I but did I didn't not bet on that. Through. You didn't. I did, but we didn't yeah. come through on the first basket of the night. So, guess what we're going to do today? We're going to double down because the Cavs, again, really drain the account on these prop bets. They're, they're in Memphis tonight. Shout out to our guy, Scooty Penn, who's still an assistant coach for them. But I got some odds tonight, my friend, mm-hmm. for the first basket. The leader in the clubhouse is actually not a Cav tonight. It's Jaron Jackson Jr., the reigning defensive player of the year. After that, you do get Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Darren Garland in a row. So you've got four Cavs in a row. Plus 450 for Donovan, plus 550 for Jared Allen, plus mm-hmm. 700 for Evan Mobley. Mm. And if you want to roll with my guy again today, a Vandy boy, shout out to J. Lou, we can get Darius Garland at plus 850. The way they were talking about him before the game, I was upset that I didn't put more on him. Because I almost <laughs> felt like, wow, he's back there at home. Here's the difference. They're not at home for this one. They're not. So the feeding him and giving that good vibe, which they didn't anyway, is not there so we're going back to Darius Garland at I'm actually, eight and a half to one. I'm actually going to go with Donovan Mitchell tonight. Well, then you just guarantee that Garland would score the first basket. <laughs> I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. If you want to go, actually, we could flip it today. How about you roll with Garland at plus okay. eight fifty? And I'll how about go I just with keep Donovan betting Mitchell. Garland every game for the rest of the year to score <laughs> the first right. basket? And when I finally get one. It'll be one out of like 30. Isn't that what we yeah. all do betting anyway? I think that's what we all do betting anyway. So I'm going to roll with Donovan at plus 450. AR is going to hop on Darius Garland train today at plus 850. If you guys want to roll with us, you can do so by signing up at oh.bet365.com because whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Tell you what, man, this Cavs team, they really fought through some tough times. And now here they are. In the four seed in the East, but not just the four seed. You're only a game and a half back of the Milwaukee Bucks in the two seed. And like J.B. Bickerstaff, what he's done as a coach. I mean, you talk about not just any players going down, but you had to weather the storm of Allen and Mobley and, and Garland. And to be where they are right now, it's just been a tremendous job of coaching by J.B. in my opinion. So here's what I've noticed as a as a casual fan of regular season NBA. Because you know how much I love the playoffs. But there's just so much going on that I, I lean more towards the puck, and obviously you lean more towards the hoops. 
Um, college, obviously, we're all into when it comes to March Madness. But anybody that actually sat and watched Cleveland play basketball last year in the playoffs saw them just get destroyed on the glass, mm-hmm. like by then. And the Knicks were just, they just beat them up. They out rebounded. I looked back at the stats. They out rebounded the Cavs by an average of eight boards a game. Now, you got Allen and Mobley, and they were pretty active, I thought. And you had a pretty competent backup center. And the Cavs just had issues, I thought, with their bench. And it was the depth at center and all that. And But when I watched their rebounding, I thought that was the glaring issue on why they got swept out of there in the first round really quickly. Yeah. And so they didn't have enough quality big men, I think, to do what you need them. You pay them to do. Get in there, be physical, and clean the glass. And so I, I'm going to ask you, because I just looked up their, their stats this year, because I had not looked. Mm-hmm. I want to see, like, where is this team rebounding this year? And I blink, I believe they're top five. Wouldn't surprise top me. Six. I, I, yeah. I'd love to know exactly where they are, but that wouldn't surprise me, AR. And I'm so glad you brought up that Knicks test, because that was real. It was embarrassing. Jared Allen talked about the lights were too bright and all that. Physically, they just got dominated by Hartenstein and all of those guys. But this year, you flip the page, and they're, they're a different team, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I know CB's loving what Sam Merrill's bringing to the table. That's his guy. Now they got a couple snipers, right? That was a big deal. Go get Niang. Go get Max Struess. Now you got Sam Merrill, who developed into a nice role player for them since we turned the page into 2024. And defensively, they're one of the best teams in the league this year. So there's a lot to like, but I know for a lot of people, there's that little bit of that. Yeah, but what are you going to do in the playoff right. type of vibe? But where we are right now, this is exactly what you want is these guys have recovered from that beatdown of last year in the postseason, and they're right there in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference. And I don't think they're going to drop at all. They're too talented. They're too deep and they're great on the defensive end. Um, this is not going to fall apart. This Cavs team is legit. Can they take out Boston, Milwaukee? There's not a lot of teams that can do that around the league. Those They got Hall of Fame talent all up and down those rosters but as far as the other contenders in the east they are right there with everybody else the tristan thompson stuff came out of nowhere yeah, that was a little wacky you know we started talking about backup the big man and yeah. what you need there i mean the fact that he got suspended 25 games for drug policy um positive tests for him is a big deal that keeps him out of the rotation that keeps him off the floor for two months and he got he tested positive for a growth hormone uh, too many letters and numbers to to list here. It's commonly used amongst guys that want to get bigger, just weightlifters, bodybuilders. Let's get let's increase muscle mass, and he gets to serve his suspension now. Uh, the good news is they're winning. Mm-hmm. And how is how's Damian Jones doing? As far as see, he, he had a big game against Milwaukee. He's I not thought. doing much. He's, I want, he's not a guy that really gets in there. I he would give them some rebounding. He's not really in there that much. He's not soaking up too many minutes, but they do have good depth. They are. I mean, you can go seven, eight, nine yep. deep right now and get some pretty good minutes from a lot of guys, man. It's a great thing There's to have, especially throughout the regular season. Seventh in rebounding right now yeah, man. In, the, in the NBA. They're good, man. They're really good. And that They're was the, the big thing that I was looking at from last year to this year. All right, we'll take a break. Sports Center update here, top of the hour. Uh, Cam Newton is uh, pumping some narrative on his podcast, and I guess he's going to join the dunk on Mr. Irrelevant crowd. You'll hear it next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destiny.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dog-friendly. And if you ain't down with that... This is Rothman and Ice. I don't understand, Ice, why it even needs to be said that Brock Purdy isn't the greatest quarterback that's ever put on a helmet. Like, I, I don't understand why. And maybe we're just in an, in an era where, you know, everything has to be ranked and everything has to be discussed. And you and I love it because we do it every day. So we're not crushing the content of it i guess what i'm saying is no i have not heard anybody say outside of the mvp talk which you know i really wasn't completely buying into he's a very very you can't be a starter in the nfl for this amount of time if you just can't hack it i just feel like he's a very good player and when i heard can't what cam newton had said about him, I I just felt like it was so unnecessary because we already know that he's not one of the the best. When I say best, I mean ranked as far as quarterbacks, talent wise. When you compare him to other quarterbacks, um, but he's been incredibly efficient, which is a big part of the game. If you talk to coaches, and so you can't just be a good guy and make it in the NFL. So before we get to that, we ought to listen to. Uh, Cam Newton, I, CB, set this up. So this is on his fourth and one show. That is correct. All right. So let's hear. He was talking about um, Brock Purdy. That while he may have led the Niners to the Super Bowl, that he's not even close to being the best player, even on his own team, according to Cam. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this, to be labeled a game changer. Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? T- Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Man, look, I ain't recanting. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in a defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on this team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Has he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. So here's what I would say to that. And I think this needs to be added. I think you can be correct in saying he's the 10th best player on his team when you start thinking about who they have. But I don't think he's the 10th most important player on his team. And I think that because of the position he plays and the responsibility he has being the quarterback, I would rank him much higher in the important factor. That's what I would push back on Cam Newton. I have really kind of zero uh, argument with a lot of what he said there. Outside of, I do think there's a big difference between being the best and being the most important. 
And I believe he's much higher ranked on that team as far as importance goes because he's a lot more important to me than George Kittle is. All right, he just is. And I'm sure he probably put Kittle ahead of him. Um, And so that's kind of where I am with the whole best because I wanted to bring in that nuance of the importance. He plays the most important position on the team. Mm -hmm. And if he's not as efficient as he's been, and by the way, game changer, he did change that game on that third and four with his legs. And that's what Cam said. He's playing well. He he did give him credit. He's playing well right now. The question I asked myself when he started ranking the Niners, I said, well, is he wrong? Is he wrong? Mm -hmm. And I don't think he is. If you wanted to talk talent, he's not wrong. I mean, I thought of eight guys just off the top of the dome. CMC, Ayuk, Kittle. Debo, Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and Hufunga, who's out mm-hmm. there, all pro safety. So I, I would have, you said Trent? Trent Williams. Yes. So all pro left tackle. Yes. You said Warner? Yes. All pro linebacker. Yes. Bosa, um, defensive player of the Bosa, year. Bosa, yes. Hufunga at C- safety. CMC, you no said. Question. Pro Bowl running back. Yes. Uh, Debo Samuel? Yes. Yes. All, uh, right. Absolutely. Um, Hafunga, yep, as the all pro safety, yes. you um, can Kittle, so there's I, seven uh, or eight. Well, see, they play different positions. This is like that's why I brought in the best versus important. If I if I was on that show with him, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have just said to him, okay, I like your rankings. You want to put Greenlaw in there? You want to put other guys ahead of him? That's For fine. Sure. Yep. Um, now where is he on the most important list on the team? What does he say? It's got to be much higher than that because he plays the most important position. Right. He plays the most important. He can't just be a nothing playing. And that's the vibe I get from some of these guys that talk about Brock Purdy. And I, well, actually, let me take that back because mm-hmm. we just heard from Cam. He gave him credit for what he's doing. But I just, I don't know what else they want from the man. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't think he's ever going to become more athletically gifted to where he could be in that game changer class. I think. Like the vibe I'm getting is they want to see Brock Purdy play with like the talent that Bryce Young had around him this year. People, yeah. but they, they want to see him in that type of situation to see if he could thrive. And I honestly don't know how many quarterbacks would thrive in a situation like this. Could the elites, you know, Josh Allen, Pat, Joey B, Lamar, could those guys elevate Carolina's talent? Of course they could because those guys are some of the best, but. It's it's not going to be what those guys do with Kelsey and Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs and all that. You have to mm-hmm. have something around you to to really get your team to where they want to get. So and then I ask myself, Ar, well, who are the game changers at quarterback in the NFL right now? Who are the game changers according to Cam Newton's definition mm-hmm. of a game changer? Who are those guys? Yeah, because and by the way, I I do feel before we get to that, I do feel that. If Brock Purdy would have been drafted, you know, late first round, no if he question. gets a Kenny Pickett, Absolutely. is this conversation happening no. or is he living up to his hype or maybe even over? Like, he, this guy's, I understand he was Mr. Irrelevant. You nailed it. That's why. That's part but, of all of this. But I also can admit that I'd probably take 10 quarterbacks before I get to him. I could admit that. If I, if yeah. I, if you and I were starting a team tomorrow mm-hmm. and they gave us any quarterbacks to choose from, how many do we take before we get to Purdy? You probably are right around the number I would be at. I mean, I'd say at least Pat, Lamar, Josh Allen, Joey B, Herbert. Is that four? Now five? Yeah. I mean, we're already at five. All right. Who did you, uh, who did you say again? Sorry. I, was, I got a little you, Mel Kiper yeah. on right there. My bad. Yeah. Pat, okay. Lamar, 
Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. So there's four, and I'll, I'll add Herbert to that. Let's add Herbert. There's five. I think you can add I mean, um, Stroud. No now, question. Okay. No question. Six. Would you add Goff? Yes. That's seven. Uh, Dak. Yes. Stafford. Eight. Stafford, nine. Well, the difference between Stafford, age, if we're, if we're not, if we have to win a game tomorrow, yes. Age wise, I don't know if I would. I mean, he's, a, he's towards the end of his career. If you and I are starting a team, I'd rather a Purdy than Stafford. Well, I'll say for now, though, let's put a three, yeah. a three year okay. window on this thing. Let's do, we'll put a three year window. Trevor Lawrence. You know, I love T Law. That's 10, I think. Did we say Jalen Hurts? We did not say Jalen Hurts. So you would take him before Purdy. I think I can talk you into Jordan Love after what you've seen from him. Huh? No? Yeah, probably. By the way, that's what I was going to say. I think what Stroud and Love have done this year mm-hmm. have almost put more onus on Purdy because they had less and they did a lot with less and they know he's got everything. Yeah. And so he's also the victim of his own success. You know, mm-hmm. he's that guy and he's on that team. Yeah. If we pick up Brock Purdy and drop him on the Seahawks, good weapons, mm-hmm. decent team, mm-hmm. are they in the Super Bowl? I don't feel as confident in Correct. that unit. Right. I don't. But there's a lot of context you'd have to bake in there. I'm not getting Kyle Shannon. Let me, you know give, you a better, let me give you a better team. Yeah, yeah. We got You pick up Brock Purdy and we put him on the Miami Dolphins. Oh. Oh, would I rather have Tua or Brock Purdy moving forward? Ooh, that's tough. Mm. That, that is tough. That is tough. Ooh. And by the way, Tua made it through the year. The health I'm not even factoring yeah. in. I'm factoring who they are and what they've done. Wow. I've got to tell you. Because I think two is what, 25? How old is Brock Purdy? He can't He's, be any older than yeah, that, I would so, think, right? I mean, we're in we're in almost the exact comp that you would need. Mm-hmm. Basically, Her- the guy who had the number one season, statistically, yeah. to a tongue of Iloa. Mm-hmm. There was nobody better than him this year with everything he had. He had 29 touchdowns and 14 picks. Purdy had 31 touchdowns and 11 picks. So more touchdowns, less picks. And he threw it at exactly the same rate. Mm-hmm. 69.4 to 69.3. Mm-hmm. One guy threw for 4280. The other guy threw for 4624. Because I he would, had Tyreek Hill. I would still roll with Tua, but I don't love my I'm decision. actually surprised to hear you say that. Because I know you're a big Purdy guy. And Tua is right in that category of me of... Take him or leave him. I am very close. I know they're going to have to probably pay him because that's what the NFL does, and he's been efficient enough. You can't lead the league in passing yards mm-hmm. and then say we're going to pass on you. No. It's probably not going to happen. But I'm still rolling with Tua. That's who I'm rolling with. Let me throw this one at yep. you. Actually, I'm going to throw this at CB. You get a clean slate tomorrow. You want Brock Purdy or Deshaun Watson? Oh, wow. This is going to be tough. I mean, it's easy for me. I think Purdy's a system of uh, Shanahan's yeah. are part of – his success is part of Shanahan's system, yeah. so I think I would take Watson Keep for now. Sure. So okay. I, I also agree with him on we have to add that Shanahan effect in that coaching. 100%. Got, listen, sometimes timing in life is perfect, and you don't have to be the best, but you have to be. You have to live up to the importance factor, and that's what he's done. You cannot fake your way into 4280. No. You just can't do it. I, I don't think you can. No. I mean, yes, he has Ayuk. Yes, he has Debo. Yes, he has CMC who dumps off. He gets yards after catch. Um, and, and like I said, he's made mistakes like every quarterback does, but he's also still playing when Allen, Dak, Goff, and Tua, 
and Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and Baker Mayfield and Trevor Lawrence and Matt, they're all watching him. Oh, he threw another name in there, C.B. What Baker. A, well, Interesting. I, I wouldn't take Baker over Purdy. I don't believe I would. See, I don't wait, think I. No, you no, gotta no. remember what Mister. I'm feeling dangerous. Woke few, up feeling dangerous. A few years this older. Year. Yeah. No, I think he just caught up. Like that's the beauty of this, by the way, is that yeah. the fact that we are comparing the guy who was picked last to a guy that was picked first. Like that that's that's Incredible the. Story. By the way, that's the story. Mm-hmm. It, he doesn't have to be Joe Montana. I don't get this, but I think that's what people want from him. To gain their respect. Really? That's the vibe I'm picking up, man. Like, I, I think this dude's going to have to go out and for a lot of people to really hop on board with oh, him yeah. being legit to have like a 300 yard passing game with three or more touchdowns in the Super Bowl. See, for people I don't to really he, say, oh, okay. for that, yes. But I think he just has to play if the way he's done and win the game. I, I think it has to be, listen, the defense has to show up. This is a San Francisco it, team, by the way, that's been on the damn ropes two weeks in a row. Like, they are ready to fall. But now that they're in the big game and against Mahomes, that's what scares me the most is they've been so ready to fall. Yeah. And no one can throw the knockout. And now it's Patrick Mahomes. Like we were asking Jordan Love to throw the knockout. That one drive when they were up four with the ball, 30 mm. some odd yard line, you get points there. I was texting my boy Paul, Whiskey Paul. Oh. Whiskey Paul, I'm like, you get points here, it's over. You are in the NFC title game. You are going, pack your bags for day trois. By the way, weren't they there on Thanksgiving? Didn't the Packers play the Lions in Detroit on Thanksgiving? That that sounds right. They would have gone back. Yeah. Tough. I I just think when you said real quick, because I know we got into a break, you said if Purdy continues to do the same thing he's done all year in the Super Bowl, that's still not going to be good enough for people. It's not. He's got to be the reason, and people don't think he's the reason. Well, here's the reason he could be. Don't mess it up. And then Cam will be right. He's a game manager, but guess what? He'd be a game manager with a Lombardi as Mr. Irrelevant. And go ahead. Laugh all the way to the bank. I think it's a great story. The funny part is, is I'm kind of leaning KC, but I like him. Like, I, I don't have any real, I guess if you really pushed me on this, I'd say, eh, I guess the legend of Patrick Mahomes growing would be kind of. Well, you're not going to root for the Niners. They knocked your team out. Knocked my, you know, come on. I was like, wait a minute. They knocked we your team beat out, them, CB. I thought. I was like, <laughs> I mean, we beat them without, oh, without certain players. I don't think we had JJ when we beat him. I don't think so. Everyone's saying, well, there was no Debo in that game. I don't think. I have to go back. You're the only man I've ever met in my life for a second favorite team as a division rival, but that's why we love you. It's really not. <laughs> you admitted it yesterday. I like the story. I could put it to bed now. Like, I'm not going to root for them every year. I mean, Matt, could you imagine doing that yourself? No. Because I can't. Could you imagine me saying, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Browns fan. That's my second favorite team in the league. I like some Browns players, but not... They're not my I never viewed the team. Lions as the Vikings' massive rival. I just didn't, and I, mean, I like the loophole. and I like the underdog. You found I like that story, <laughs> and it's pretty outstanding. And I guess what I'm going to go back to: the Vikings beat the 49ers this year. They didn't have Debo, and we did not have Justin Jefferson. Mm. Jordan Addison seven for one twenty three, and I started him that week, yeah, which is crazy. You got one in him. He's nice. Um, all right, we're going to come back and talk about the Steelers new ad and Art Rooney and what does Rooney have to say about the situation in the Steel City at quarterback and elsewhere Rothman and Ice in the fan if you haven't thought about Buckeye football today I'm sorry to tell you that you're dead our condolences your home of the Buckeyes the fan without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This, this is Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, Steelers, proud franchise as we know. Uh, they've had winning seasons, but you know how much that, where that goes when you're Pittsburgh. It comes back to what have you done in the playoffs? And they haven't won in the playoffs in seven years. And so when you own the Steelers, getting in is part of the conversation, right? This isn't a, you got you to gotta do something when you get there. And so I think it's starting to get to a point where Art Rooney II is finally acknowledging that. I think he likes Tomlin, and there are plenty of reasons to like Tomlin. And But you wonder whether sometimes things run their course or not, and when you need a reset. But this may not be the time for a reset. This may be the time he absolutely needs him. And so they came to the, to the quick end in the playoffs uh, with a loss to the Bills in the wild card round. And... This quote, Maddie, and this was according to ESPN, um, he he dropped a, we've had enough of this. Mm. It's time to get some wins. Okay. It's time to take these next steps. Is this Hart talking, Mr. Rooney? Rooney. Is that him talking? See, because here's where I'm at. I, I hear you on the playoff stuff. I don't even know if that team this year even belonged in the playoff with their inconsistencies. And that's credit I give to Mike Tomlin, but mm-hmm. the standard that he set and that franchise has set for years is really high. So when you're, what, three years away from a decade of not winning a playoff game, I can understand why some fans are, are frustrated. But to me, the head coach wasn't the issue. And now mm-hmm. we're in this window here to where they got to figure out what they're doing at the most important position. And Art Rooney, the owner of the team, talked to the Pittsburgh Tribune Review and said, we still feel good about Kenny Pickett and his future. He knows he needs to work hard to take the next step. And we've talked about that. One of the things Things we liked about Kenny in terms of his career at Pitt was how hard he worked. He took a step every year. We're looking for that to happen here. Another quote is, we need to do everything we can to make sure we get quality play out of our quarterback position going forward. When I read that quote, that was eye-opening to me because doing everything you can as an owner and a GM is not running it back with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. It's exploring other options. And that's what I would be hoping for if I were a Steeler fan. Because you and I have liked their roster. We've really liked their playmakers over the last couple of years. And to me, the quarterback position has held them back. In the last nine games a year ago, or this past season that Kenny Pickett played in, he cooked up only two touchdowns. He's not the guy. He's not the guy, and I don't think they can wait around for these intangibles to kick in because he's a hard worker, this and that. To me, he's a backup quarterback in the league. Or if he's not a backup, he is at the bottom of all the starting quarterbacks. I just don't believe in the guy. So now that Art Rooney has thrown that out there that we need to do everything we can, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. And whether that's upgrading to a Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins calling Chicago, like they, that to me is doing everything you can to make sure you get quality play at the quarterback position. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think what this comes back to, and this comes back to a very, like I said, a proud franchise that had a Hall of Famer in Roethlisberger. 
and you know a late 30s quarterback years ago was old and now it's not considered that old and i remember when he had one year left on his deal and if i go back uh, a few years ago and it was a massive cap hit and he had not said yet that he wanted to come back i think it was in 2021 and all that and i remember thinking that it's there was the mobility part that you just couldn't tap into with Ben anymore, and if you looked at the quarterbacks that are in the division with Lamar and Joe Burrow, and that was when CB had Baker, mm-hmm. they all could move, they all could run. You know how big I am on just the mobility part of that. It's so different now. I mean, the only guy you come back to if you keep coming back to Tom Brady, then you're coming back to maybe the greatest ever lace him up. Yeah. And by the way, he could actually move a little bit. Um, But yeah, I think that maybe they let him, that Ben hung on too long. And Mm -hmm. it's very tough to say goodbye to a guy like that or force him into retirement. The Packers had a hell of a time trying to deal with Favre Mm -hmm. in that. And so they finally had to go. Now, Pittsburgh didn't have an Aaron Rodgers sitting there waiting to put in. And then the Packers again had Jordan Love, who obviously they believed in. And so I think I'm sitting here with the Steelers thinking that, they're in just a really tough spot because of where they were. It's like sometimes you have to admit where you are as a franchise. They're going to have a real problem because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'll give you a perfect example in in their same state with the Flyers right now. And so Torts goes in there, and that team is not that team should not be where they are. Okay, they're overachieving this year. The last thing they want to do is win. Now they're competitive. You're not going to apologize for winning, right. but if you want to build through the draft. You're only ruining that. And, and who knows? Maybe the Flyers eventually fall out of this. Their, their goalie had to leave to the player assistance program, Carter Hart, and now maybe it'll come back. But sometimes the toughest thing to admit as a franchise to your fans is we are rebuilding. The tough decisions have to be made. We're trimming fat. Yeah. We're not. We're going to eat some bad deals. We're going to try to pawn people off on others. No franchise wants to tell that to their fans, mm-hmm. especially Steeler fans. Yeah. Imagine trying to admit to them, hey, we need to take a step back. So what are they doing? They're they're winning, they're not advancing, and they're not going anywhere. It's a very tough place to be. And that's why they need an upgrade. That's why yeah. they need an upgrade. If you I, want to keep trying to win, yeah. I, I think if they get that upgrade, they're ready to go, man. I, I think they're absolutely yeah. ready to go. We'll see what Arthur Smith's going to bring to the table as an offensive coordinator. Something else to, for us to monitor throughout the offseason is whether or not they're going to hit Tomlin with an extension. Oh, they will. He likes him. Okay. Rooney? I mean, I, he likes him. I guess I'm surprised that it's taken this long considering that he committed to the 2024 season weeks ago now. So why isn't that done? I don't know how long of an extension it'll be, but I guarantee he's going to. Okay. Shefty's basically said it to us as well. Oh. But that quote that I read you about, hey, it's time. I like, know. I think there's I, a new set of. And here's why I'm bringing that up. Because Art Rooney's going to sit back now and Rooney. say, well, wait a minute. Bill Belichick didn't get hired. Mike Vrabel didn't get hired. Pete Carroll didn't get hired. Do you automatically jump at that? I love Mike Tomlin. But when when the, the pieces on the board change a little bit as an owner, and you could yeah. have options in 2025, I wonder if that factors in. I would extend Mike Tomlin, but I'm curious now why that hasn't happened into what he thinks now that there's some Hall of Fame candidates available. Matty, you make me make a phony phone call to Edward Rooney? The Mac could squash my you-know-what into oblivion. <laughs> Anything? No. Free lunch for both you guys. Either one of you guys. Ooh. You make me make a phony phone call to Edward Rooney? Ooh, 
I get away with another one. Another freebie. Another one. Another one. Can we get the movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Albert (laughs) Breer coming up. MMQB. Justin Fields speaking about maybe cutting bait and answering some very tough questions. The Bears have one here. We'll hear from him next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the Jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No one funks up the work microwave like these two. Fish again? You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, welcome back in. Uh, we'll get some clips from Albert Breer from the MMQB here in moments. Uh, it does feel to me that the Bears are in a position here where they have really the best of all worlds where they could... The only thing that is worrisome is if Caleb turns out to be not as good as Justin, and I don't know if there's real fear in that, um, and no one can predict injuries and all that, then, all right, then you made a drastic error, especially if Justin Fields turns out to be uh, a really good quarterback, really just a really talented, dynamic quarterback if he can get that arm going to follow his legs, which it looks like he's on his way to doing, and he gets into a better situation with more weapons. I mean, think about this. If he gets, he's tough to defend without weapons. Like, I, I mean, listen, I faced him in fantasy a million times, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, you know exactly what they're going to do, and you still can't defend it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready to, like, oh, break man. a TV or two. These like, guys are, they're, they're legit, AR. These guys are one of one human beings out there. So he's, listen, man, he, uh, I, I, I really like him. I really like him. So okay. you wouldn't make the move? Because <sighs> it feels like I'm feeling like I would. And your main reason, let me guess, it's the financials. Is that the main don't reason know if why? I commit that amount of money to Justin Fields right now. What about just picking up the fifth year option? Trading the picks, getting your cabinet full of some good draft assets for the future. Does that not work for you either? It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to decide whether you want to reset financially completely. I think that's what they're going to do. That's what my gut is telling me. Um, and look, it does make some sense. It makes some sense, especially if you're in the middle on what he is. If they don't know for sure and they're head over heels in love with the dude, then financially that's going to win the day. That absolutely is going to win the day. And you have a lot of flexibility with the draft capital that you have and where you're slotted to pick in the first round this year. So, I feel for the guy. Hopefully, you know, if he does get moved, he'll land in a situation to where the structure will be better than what I think Chicago presented in front of him as a young quarterback because I just thought the dude the last couple seasons, he got sacked a ton. Some of those are going to be on him. I understand that. But the offensive line in front of him just wasn't good enough. And until last year, you had DJ Moore or you didn't have DJ Moore and you had some no-name weapons around him. The Darnell Mooney's of the world, the Chase Claypool's of the world. That's just... That's not good enough in the NFL. So now, 
unfortunately, I think he is going to be the guy that had to get the franchise through the mud, and then the next guy is going to be able to have a clean slate in front of him with really good playmakers around him mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff. So that's why I feel for Justice, because he got the, the worst end of this deal. Probably so. Yeah, I mean, he's he has certainly gotten better as a passer, what I've seen in his short time in the NFL. And he started escaping pressure in my mind while still hanging on to a passer's mentality. Because when guys bolt the pocket, it's usually a go. And you see some of the really good ones, Burrow, guys that keep their eyes up, guys that you've watched it with Mahomes. You've seen it with guys that, like, you still have to respect their ability to pass the football, even when they escape the pocket. And with Fields, I didn't notice that as much. The other thing I noticed is that in crunch time, um, fourth quarter stuff, he wasn't very efficient. Now, that could be game script stuff. He could be throwing into tighter windows. I haven't looked at every piece of highlight. But he really, when you look at the rankings, and I, I did bring up the rankings of quarterbacks who threw at least 50 passes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he's 39th in passer rating. So only Bailey Zappi was worse. And he also ranked 28th in yards and he was tied for 26th in TDs. And he had the third most interceptions in the fourth quarter. Okay. You can get better at that. That's game man. Like I said, game script. If you're trailing and you got to throw the football, you're putting the ball in harm's way. Mm So for guys that, are able to eat clock and hand off and manage. So I'm not all into the analytics, as you know. I just wanted to give that to you, mm-hmm. that you know, 31 quarterbacks threw at least 20 passes this season when they were trailing with four minutes or less remaining in the game, and Fields was still 29th in passer rating. It was 28th in completion percentage. And, and, so, and he was tied with Jordan Love and Aiden O'Connell for the most interceptions in those moments. Sometimes, it's like I said, you've got to take chances, yeah. and he has. So... Where he is to elevate his game in the go in the gotta have it moments, it might be great for him to go to Atlanta or somewhere like that where um, you got to respect so much more about the team besides him. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Albert Breer on what he thinks the Bears will do with Fields. Likelihood right now is that you know, they spend the next six weeks looking at different trade options with him. And I think the process of gauging his value has already begun. And I, and I don't think this is like necessarily just a straight line, Justin versus Caleb Williams decision. It's, you know, the contract, obviously they've got one more year of, you know, financial control with Justin where they'd have four with Caleb and, um, you know, and then the high end potential that Caleb has is, you know, certainly a, a big piece of it, too. I think there is a future for Justin in the league, though. And I do think that there's going to be some trade value for him. You know, maybe a day two pick and something else. You know, you just hope that Justin gets some runway somewhere else. Because I, I will say this, like, they've gone through their, as they went through their offensive coordinator uh, interviews, as the Bears did, um, they talked to different coaches about their quarterback situation. Um, Matt Eberflus, their head coach, was defensive Justin and did say good things about him. So here's the thing. I think he's talented enough and tantalizing enough for certain teams that the Bears could try to maybe get a bidding war going a little bit and maybe get to a first-rounder for him. I don't know if he will. He just said day two pick. But what if you get multiple teams interested in him? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, maybe we inch into that the price is going up on him. Yeah, no question. Yesterday's price is not today's price, as Fat Joe told us. Hey, look, I think he absolutely is a fit for two teams for me right now. You just mentioned one of them. The Atlanta Falcons is perfect for him. 
It's perfect for him. It's a situation to where the expectations, at least for a year or two, are not going to be very high. They're a young team. They just got a new head coach in Raheem Morris down there. And it's, I don't even care that he's from Georgia. That, to me, that does not factor in at all in this. But I just think when you look around and you look at Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London, like Justin Fields with Bijan Robinson in the backfield and the RPO mm-hmm. stuff, you could do with those two guys. Yeah, sign me up for that all day long. And the other team is the team we just talked about in our previous segment. Like if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm talking to Art Rooney and I'm saying, what do we got to do to get Justin Fields? Because to me, that talent with those guys down there, then you're on to something. If you don't want to go down the road of, hey, paying Kirk Cousins a lot of money or committing to Baker Mayfield for decent money in a lot of years, you can go down this road for a year or two Mm -hmm. around some really good playmakers and see what you got. So I like the Steelers, and but I also know that that's an organization that knows the value of first-round picks, and they have. And I think they'll want – are they 20th overall? Is that what they'll be? Oh, I think check. I don't know exactly. Okay, where picking. I, yeah, I have to take a look where they'll be. Um, that they like to take guys that they can have five years of control over on a cheaper deal. They will like that, but the quarterback is a different beast, and so they're certainly out of the range for the top prospects. We know that. Yeah. Um, they're also not really sure what they have in Kenny Pickett right now, which was their first round pick in twenty two. Don't we know? Don't well, we, don't I don't know. know. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they, maybe know. they do know, but they want to be right. Remember what I said yesterday about oh, people man. wanting to be right. Why do you extend coaches? Because they'll eventually make me look right, like when they don't deserve them. Like we've I mean, been through does that. Mike Tomlin want that. No, if you're Mike Tomlin. To, no. Do you want to do that? No, what he wants is to give up a second round pick for Fields and go. Hundred percent, absolutely. 100%. So if, but guess what? I think Atlanta and Vegas are already to do that too. So guess what? The price goes up. If I'm the Bears and I know that Vegas and Atlanta are willing to give me a second round pick for Fields, guess who I call? Pittsburgh. Okay, here's the price. Or call them all. Who wants to beat it? Yeah. Like then now you're doing something. So I don't think the Bears are going to get a first rounder for Fields. That's just my opinion. If the Falcons are willing to give up the number eight pick overall for him. Then oh I think gosh. the Bears have to say yes. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Aren't they eight? I'm I don't sorry. know the okay. exact order right I would now say of all the draft stuff. As far as trading down, um, I, I just feel like that's the move. Like if I had it in my brain right now, okay, Atlanta, you want him? We want Caleb. Um, but I don't. It's just we're in a, we're in a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's give a tough us, situation. Give because, us eight. Oof. We'll send you Fields. Now we get one and eight, and if we want to trade down from there, we can. That's what I'm saying. The Bears are in no. a great position. They're in a great position to lower expectations from your for your fan base to say we're resetting with a, a rookie quarterback again and also have those shiny toys available to play with whenever you want in the form of draft cap. Think about this. They trade fields. They get eight. They tra- They take Caleb, and then they'll draft either like Roma Dunze or... Brock Powers or somebody they feel like can really shine with their new guy on the same time. Malik Neighbors, because they're not getting Harrison, obviously. Um, And now all of a sudden, okay, we've reset the clock, and we don't feel like we've reset talent-wise. I'm very curious to see DJ Moore's reaction to all of this if they go away from Justin Fields. He was a supporter of him, a big supporter of him. Well, yes, and yeah. I wonder how, you know what I'm saying? You pulled me out of Carolina, brought me up here. Now, me as a veteran guy, you're, you're resetting again at, you know, with a rookie. I don't think he's going to be too happy about that. That's just my guess. 
I don't think he'll be either, but he's not running our franchise, and we're handing him a pretty talented guy. He's so not running the franchise, but he can wreck a locker room. Well, that's great. Great to hear. <laughs> Coach, you. go fix it. Uh, we'll <laughs> come back. The Buckeye Bulletin next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. We test marketed naming the show A Guy and His Butlers. Oh, that is very touching. But we thought Bishop and Friends had a better ring to it. Weekday mornings at 9. The fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rothman and Ice present Buckeye Bulletin. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months. All right, Buckeye Bulletin time. Uh, We talked a lot about Seth McLaughlin earlier in the program. Kid the transfer from Ohio State, the center from Bama and how excited he is to turn the page on a very tough end of the season for him. And whether he plays center or not is yet to be determined. So he is the Bama transfer. And let's hear what he has to say, CB, on what position he thinks is now best for him. I'm not really sure about that because, you know, I came here just as an offensive lineman. I didn't really come for a specific position. Uh, There's a lot of talent in the room, and I'm just going to try to fit in the best way I can. It's a good kind of sports political <laughs> answer oh right there. Like that's I didn't know what he had said. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, that that was It's good stuff, right? Because like I think he's so how here's how you gotta follow that up. And he won't tell you this. He won't say it. Um because the quick thing when you ask a guy, um well what would make you the happiest? Oh, it's coach. I mean, whatever the coach thinks, right? I don't make those decisions. Those are, you know, I'm going to do my best and da da da. Like so, but honestly, you want to dig into the personal side of it, which is, where do you want to be? No question. And I think he did a very good job of being aware of his teammates, right? Because if you come out and say, "Oh, I want to be right the guard or, or the center," you're you're stepping on somebody's toes, right? And these are guys that you're just now getting to know and you're developing relationships with and all that. And you don't want to rub your guys rub the, rub your guys feathers the wrong way right out of the gate, right? If I think your teammates absolutely will respect you if you go out and earn it and he's going to have to go out there and compete. Yeah. But based off of what he said also, too, it seems like there's some versatility with his skill set and what he can do maybe up and down that offensive line. Like, I don't know if he can get out and play tackle or go, like, Dark, whatever yeah. it is, but this is a guy that it seems like they can plug him in maybe in that guard-center-guard combination somewhere if they feel like maybe one guy's not getting it done and he can hold it down there as well. Yeah, I mean, what he, what you don't want to say is, hey, you guys saw what happened to Hinsman when he started exactly. talking. Um, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. No, he's a 6'5", 300-pound guy who's been around. So whether they want to work on his snapping issues to make him a center, that's fine. Improve him or make him a, a, a great depth piece on that offensive line. I think he's up for that. Yeah. And here he is on what he perceives as the difference between the SEC and the Big Ten. In all those SEC stadiums and growing up in the SEC, I really... Never, I was never really a huge Big Ten football watcher, so kind of 
getting to experience this type of culture and see the love for the game up here. It's uh, It's been fun. Yeah, I'm starting to think about the atmospheres. And, yeah, I mean, if you go to Madison, obviously the big house. But I don't think anything's probably compare for this guy going into Baton Rouge. And White out at Penn State Alex, strong. White out at Penn that's, State. That's one of the elites, uh, but to your point. Jordan Hare is, is the obviously in there. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's real. Now. The Grove at, at Ole Miss. Um, what about Kyle Field? That could be... That A&M? Yeah, that yeah. could be a big deal. CB's gone there for the midnight yell, probably. Um, Didn't know that. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um, well, I wonder how Neyland Stadium is these days. Tennessee's been... They've been hot the last couple down. of years. They have been yeah. hot. The There's a lot year. to do in Knoxville, too. I think it's a very cool place. Oh, we went down there. My family and yeah. I went down there years ago, and we soaked in a basketball game, women's basketball game, and the late, great Pat Summit was still coaching. Um, that campus is for real, man. It's a good I, time. I bet it. a night game at Neyland under the lights oh, yeah. probably have a pretty good atmosphere. Got those mountains in the background, I believe, yeah. there. You know, those mountains. That's a nice little background. The other one sure. that might be underrated in the SEC would be Carolina. I squeaked through there for a, a hot minute when it went to Augusta and then jumped over to the baseball stadium, which I thought was great. Yeah. Football stadium in the middle of, like, that's all that's there. It's so weird. It's like you dropped a big stadium in a vacant lot and then build nothing around it except throw in a Waffle House. Like, it's, <laughs> it was so weird. Um, I mean, there's plenty of room for activities, for sure. Chocolate but, chip waffles at Waffle House are legit. Legit, especially. How do you get the hash browns? Is it weird that my buddy went in there and thought he could get pancakes? Dude, I'm, I'm honestly asking. Because a lot of my you know adventures in Waffle House have been late nights. So fog, foggy nights for me. I don't even know if they have pancakes. I'm being honest. Hence Waffle House. But they might have pancakes. You don't think they have pancakes at all in the menu? Not. No. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That's I'm not mad at that's them for the that. beautiful part of it. I'm not mad at them for that. Is that you, know. you go there thinking it's this yes, the name it's kind of moose outside should have told you. Parks closed. We have no pancakes. We're called the Waffle House. You want that? There's an IHOP. Go oh find one. Goodness. Like I feel like now the argument to that would be well, the IHOP has waffles. There you go. How come you guys are... They, ain't they know any, what they do, and they do it well. They ain't leaving any money on the table, you IHOP. just You just said it. They know what they do. Come on in when you're all liquidated and ready to roll, uh-huh. and we'll serve you the greasiest stuff you can find, mm. and you'll be satisfied, so and you'll good. pay your bill and leave. So good. Those but if you, want, if you want chocolate chips, we'll put them on a waffle for you. And that's my go-to. Give me two of those. A couple yeah. slabs of bacon. You know I need those slabs of There's bacon. No question. Some cheese eggs. And Happy some hash on the browns, slabs. Man. Let's go, man. Let's get it in. Who tastes better at 3 a.m.? It just does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and sleeping till noon is as good. Even better. Um, I probably need, because when we went there, I had, I had not been there in forever. I didn't know it. And, and, my, and my buddy Bill said, well, I'm looking forward to some pancakes. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, Wrong man. Wrong spot, homie. Wrong That's spot, player. Exactly. <laughs> Hold up, player. Hold up, player. Yeah, I don't see any pancakes on here. Interesting. Okay. Sticking I mean, to their name. I'm not mad at them. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like CB said. Get get what you need, but leave the pancakes out. The hash brown bowls, the omelets, mm. the sides, I'd be doing the, a breakfast the biscuits, and yeah. no pancakes. Breakfast for dinner. Hence Waffle House. All right. You got that? Everybody straight now? Oh, man. All right, we're going to come back, top of the hour, do a Sports Center update here, and we'll check in. We did this 
Uh, certainly with the Chiefs yesterday, Rob Guerrera is the gold standard when it comes to the podcast and covering the Niners, and we'll get his feel on whether they can finally get revenge on those Chiefs. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. We're the girthiest radio station in the history of radio. Uncomfortably girthy. This promo is uncomfortable. The Fan, Ohio's girth destiny. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most shows just skim the surface, but Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive. All right, ready to go. A uh, week from Sunday. Certainly, uh, the Niners are thinking about revenge. Their fans are thinking about revenge. This is a different team, certainly, than Super Bowl 54 in Miami. But Rob Guerrero is with us, the Gold Standard podcast covering the Niners. He's on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. Rob, welcome back. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Um, the narrative on Purdy's got to be really fun out there, right? Because if the world is trying to like keep him down, and then he's maybe the best secret weapon around i mean how do you feel about his demeanor now going into the most famous game in the world because listen there you can't say anything about him um that isn't positive what he's done in his career so far do you have any questions about nerves advancing him to the super bowl versus what he's faced up to this point well he is a human being but i will say this I really liked a clip I saw. It was a behind-the-scenes clip after the NFC Championship game. It was he and Nick Bosa in the locker room talking. And Bosa says to him, did you believe, did you always believe that you would be this good? And without even skipping a beat, Brock looks at him and says, I think I can be better. Like, that to me said a lot about his state of mind and his confidence. I don't think he's going to be going into the Super Bowl thinking, oh, my God, I'm going up against Patrick Mahomes and it's the Chiefs and they lost last time to the Chiefs. I think he's going in thinking, I'm Brock Purdy. I've been proving everybody wrong to this point, and I'm going to show everybody that I am a good quarterback and I'm going to take down the greatest quarterback of this current generation in the Super Bowl. Can't wait to see it. Cannot wait to see it. Rob, you mentioned Nick Bosa. I want to ask you about another former Buckeye on that defensive line in Chase Young. They, they got him out of Washington. Now he's attached to one of the best teams in the league. For the people that really haven't watched a ton of Niner football this season, uh, talk about Chase Young and how he's played so far in San Francisco. He has been up and down, I would say. When they first got him, you know, he said it was going to be a race to the quarterback. And then I think it was the first game he was in. Literally, he and Bosa met at the quarterback, and Chase ended up getting the sack. And I, I was kind of like, okay, you know, like, here we go. Because the Niners have been searching for an answer for a pass rusher across from Nick Bosa for a few years, basically since Bosa arrived in 2019. And it hasn't been as consistent with Chase Young as I think I thought it was going to be. He shows flashes. It's definitely there at times. It was flashed in the NFC Championship a couple of times in the second half. But it just seems like it's not there all the time like it is with Nick Bosa. The talent is there, but I don't know if it's focus or if it's intensity, but sometimes you feel like it's missing a little bit. Rob, let me. Uh, we've seen coaches 
or maybe teams get thrown off here. And I thought Kansas City threw off the Ravens last week based on them just taking their first possession, going down and scoring, then scoring again. It almost made me feel like the Ravens felt like they were going to have to score 35 to win the game, and they came out of their game plan. On offense, playing to your strength is the most important thing you can do, and I don't think Shanahan's going to overthink this and get caught off guard. Don't you expect the Niners, I mean, they have the league's best running back, best left tackle, they block like crazy. Would you be surprised if they came out any other way? I would be stunned, to be honest with you. And I keep telling anybody that will listen, get the ball to 23, Christian McCaffrey, and get the ball to 19, Debo Samuel. Those are your two guys who, even if the Chiefs do everything right and they're in the right play call and and all this stuff, 23 and 19 can still break three tackles and run for a 70-yard touchdown. And you can't underestimate the value of that. Um, I, I think that that's what Kyle's going to do. I think he's going to give the ball to McCaffrey left, McCaffrey right, McCaffrey up the middle, and he's going to chuck it to Debo. Because don't forget, too, and I'm sure Kyle knows this, in Super Bowl 54 against the Chiefs in 2019, Debo Samuel didn't touch the ball for the last 20 minutes of the game. His last touch came with like five minutes to go in the third quarter. That absolutely cannot happen in this Super Bowl. So I think you're going to see at least 20 carries from Christian McCaffrey, and I bet you you're going to see probably five to seven carries for Debo Samuel as well, in addition to whatever targets he gets in the passing game. So, Rob, as you know, the the, the narrative around the Chiefs for the most part this season was the, you know their pass catchers letting down Pat Mahomes. They were one of the leaders in the league in drop passes. Now it seems like they figured some things out. Your thoughts on that matchup, this secondary for the Niners having to slow down Kelsey and Rice and company. You think they're up for the challenge? Well, Kelsey is a handful for sure. I don't know that anybody's ever really able to totally stop him because he and Mahomes, I'm pretty sure, share a brain. And so that their mind meld is going to get them a few receptions. But that's one of the areas where I do look at this Chiefs team, and it's certainly different from their first matchup in 2019. You know, they had Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins at wide receiver in 2019. That is not the case this year. And Rishi Rice is a good player for them. I'm not, this is nothing, you know, uh, to disparage him, but he's not what they've had there in recent years. So if I'm the 49ers, I look at this and say, I like the matchup of our secondary against your wide receivers. That's why I almost say, maybe you don't go hard to try and rush Patrick Mahomes as a passer. Let's Mm -hmm. let Mahomes have to sit there and try to work his way down the field, throwing to guys like Rice, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and people like that. You know, it's interesting. I'm glad you said that because, listen, we know Mahomes. He's not going to throw a bunch of picks or get sacked a lot. And if, if they send a couple of blitzers, you know, in a different cover scheme on third and long, the most important thing is making sure that those gaps get get filled, right? I mean, you got to force Mahomes to get rid of it if you can. I didn't think Baltimore and Maddie's team is the Ravens. I didn't think they jammed Kelsey enough. Like, I didn't think they got up in his face enough, or even Ray Shee at the line. Um, do you think that um, they'll take that risk to get up in there? I hope that they do, but honestly, I've seen the 49ers get into trouble multiple times this season mm-hmm. where they just play soft zone coverage. It's just soft zone. They're not pressing, and I I hate it because that's what usually happens is they get in trouble in the first half, and then in the second half they go, oh, yeah. Why don't we play man coverage and we'll jam these receivers and we'll give our front four time to actually get pressure on the quarterback. And all of a sudden our defense will look a lot better. So I think that's what you have to do. I would rather do that and feel like I have some sort of control over the situation than just sitting back and saying, oh, geez, I hope Travis Kelsey doesn't find a way to get open. 
I want to hop in the hot tub time machine right now and go back and ask you about Trey Lance. Obviously, he's no longer in San Francisco, but when all that w- was going down and you found out they were trading him to Dallas, what was your reaction to all of that? Oh, I was furious. I was absolutely furious. I To this day, I still say Trey Lance got a, a raw deal from the 49ers. He's a third overall pick that started four games in his career, and they shipped him out of town. We have never seen a first-round quarterback pick that high, get that little chance to be the starting quarterback and to show what they can do. Hell, Sam Darnold is still getting opportunities around the league, and he started 55 games and was terrible. So I was very upset when Trey Lance got traded. I thought they gave up on him way, way too soon. Now, I admit that I didn't have the confidence in Brock Purdy that the 49ers did, and it appears to be well-placed now. But, yeah, if you're if you're putting me in that time machine, you're going to get angry Rob at that point. <laughs> Rob Guerrero with us uh, covering the Niners. Uh, does a lot out there with radio, the Gold Standard Podcast, of course. He's on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Um, win or lose, what do you anticipate being the future of Purdy? I mean, if he wins, he's a legend, right? I mean, I don't. he probably has to play pretty well for you to win, but... Um, his, I think the first eligibility for him for a contract extension is what early 25. Yeah. It's after next okay. season. That's yeah. So, I mean, I think he's, I think Kyle has found his guy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there's a picture of, there's a picture of them after the NFC championship game on the podium. And Kyle is staring into Brock Purdy's eyes just with this look of absolute admiration because really What Purdy has given them is sort of the kind of offense that they were hoping to get with Trey Lance. They wanted a guy that that could hit the open receiver at the right time, but also if Shanahan didn't make the perfect play call, if he didn't have things dialed up perfectly, that the quarterback could still create out of structure. And especially last week against the Lions, we saw Brock Purdy do that with uh, multiple 20-yard scrambles in crunch time situations. And so I think Kyle looks at it like, I've got a guy that can execute my offense, that understands the philosophy behind my play calls and what we're trying to accomplish. And also when things don't go perfectly and they break down, he's not going to pee down his leg like Jimmy Garoppolo did in the Super Bowl. And that for Kyle, I think is the perfect combination. Rob, uh, Justin Fields is going to get talked about a ton this off season. And a head scratcher for me personally has always been that draft and just thinking about the offenses that, uh, Kyle Shanahan has run and the talent that I, that I think of Justin Fields, I think highly of him going back to that draft. Why wasn't Shanahan a Justin Fields guy? Like I just had never understood why he didn't want to get his hands on that talent with the way he runs an offense. You just asked the million dollar question. That is something that a lot of people, a lot of 49er fans were questioning at the time. Like, cause it never really, we never really got a definitive answer. We got a lot of why they liked Trey Lance and the things about Trey that they found appealing. But I felt like you could say a lot of the same things about Justin Fields and Fields certainly had more experience at a higher level of college football than Trey Lance did. And if you remember, at Fields Pro Day, Shanahan and Lynch spent a bunch of time with him, like a, a crazy amount of time. And that had a lot of 49er fans thinking like, oh, they found their guy. Look, they know. Look how much time they're spending together. And we never got a definitive answer about what specifically Trey Lance did better or differently than Justin Fields. But I don't know that we'll ever know now, but you're right to ask the question. No, that that is great. And I, I do remember him talking about how it's not like, you know what guys do. It's not like I didn't like him. Um, I just, yeah. I liked him a lot. I just liked what 
Lance presented. You're right. He never gave the details of what bigger impression Lance made on him when he uh, passed on fields in the draft. Well, man, it's going to be a good uh, week and a half of hype left here. And we appreciate you jumping on, Rob. Outstanding conversation and uh, good luck to your squad. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope uh, we do it again. And we're talking about a 49ers Super Bowl championship. All right, my man. Good to have you. Take care, Rob. Rob Guerrero, the Gold Standard Podcast. Here's the deal about Purdy. And I I love this because it's such a success story. So when it's his turn for a new contract in 2025, and let's go on the hype that he wins the game. I mean, think about what that guy is going to go from. He's going to go from being barely in the top 100 in quarterback salary. I mean, all the way to, I mean, I don't know what you could say. I mean, top five. Ooh. I mean, it's a little rich. So let's see. I'm going to get my little calculator. You talk about getting him in the $50 million club? Well, hmm. And then make it really, very it really depends <laughs> if he comes through and he's the MVP of the Super Bowl. You handing him 50 a year? I'm just saying if he gets to the Super Bowl in his second season as a starter, he matches Burrow and Mahomes and he leads the Niners to a ring and he has an MVP in the Super Bowl. How, if he comes through like that, Ooh. how could you not see his number get close to that? Now, I can assume right now his value as it stands today is a $40 million quarterback. All right? That number puts him, I'm looking now, in the top 12. Mm -hmm. That means he'd be tied with Stafford, Dak, and Daniel Jones. Danny. All right? Think of the three names. Now, Stafford's proven. He's got the Super Bowl. Dak, where are you when it comes to the crunch time? And Daniel Jones, we know you're athletic. We got to put a team around you to really see your full potential. But I'm just telling you, if I give him 40 million, I put him in the top 12. If he's the MVP of the damn Super Bowl, I, Man. you don't think so he deserves his contracts up right now at the end of this year, or they got a whole another lap whole around the another. track? He gets another lap. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. So you're you you you're usually Mister. I want to see more anyway. I'm no, kind of no. surprised by this. No, no, I'm just telling. You, and that's why I said to Rob, he's not eligible for an extension until early 2025. Yeah. So the quarterback market may not see a lot of change. I mean, the the next high first rounder due for a second contract would be your guy Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and he was taken number one overall. He ain't been uh, but think about either. from the same class as Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, we just talked about Mac Jones. They won't be getting big money. Fields won't either, right? And now. Fields isn't breaking the bank either. Yeah. And Lawrence needs to rebound. 40 sounded a little bit better. I still don't love it. I still don't love it, but if he wins the Super Bowl, it's hard for me to push oh, back Oh, my on. goodness. How could you not? Yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think 40 is probably uh, where his agent starts laughing at you, but that's fine if he wins the Super Bowl MVP. All right, we're going to come back. Speaking of uh, Super Bowl MVPs, Tom Brady was asked about Mahomes and where he is on the list of greatest of all time. And Tommy gives you an answer. Next, Rothman and Ice on the fan. Question from a listener. Do you dopes ever get tired of talking about Ohio State? (laughs) No. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hickman and Ice present Free Snap Reads. Sponsored by the Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care. All right, a little pre-snapper for you. Some football is different than basketball. We talked about this yesterday as far as ranking guys with championships and you know, basketball, you're playing both ends. You're playing, you know, you're just such a, you're impacting the game differently. Both ends of the floor, football, you know, you can have a great offensive showing and your team can still lose. We get it. Or you can manage a game and your team can win. Uh, when I start thinking about quarterbacks, I mean, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. We know he is, as much as I'm a Montana guy, and they both have their attributes, you know, Brady has them. It's, if I had one game to win, you would, you'd splitting hairs with Montana and Brady, right? Ooh, wait, so you would have Rodgers for a drive? Because haven't you been saying that you you could have a quarterback for a drive? Of the active okay, play. That was time. active. I got you. Yeah, that wasn't all time. I got you. Um, but either way, I don't think anyone is sitting here going that Troy Aikman is a better quarterback than John Elway. They're just... I don't think anyone's doing that, and he has more championships. I, I, you wouldn't. Aikman may be the outlier based on the team that he has because he's got the three Super Bowls. So Mahomes can tie him, but no one's looking at Aikman being better than Mahomes right now. So he's already above him. Not in Lombardi's, but he's, he's already above him. Because I could, I mean, my goodness, I would put even Staubach, mm. another cowboy, over Aikman. Shout out to Raj. Yeah, Raj, the, Roger Dodger. What's he up to? He's fine. Okay. He's making buku bucks. Go look at his story, what he's into. I think it was real estate or commercial oh, stuff. Like, oh, my. I mean, it's killing it, huh? Killing it. When Bob and I, by the way, one of my most exciting, and I hated him as a player <laughs> because of what he would do. All There was nobody could yeah. beat him yeah. and the Cowboys. And when we went to Army-Navy for the first time, and... I knew I could get him on the show. And now Bob's with me, who's a cowboy. Mm -hmm. So he should be in a different sense of awe, but he's kind of part of the deal. I was just starstruck. I was so excited to interview this guy. And and, but my point on the whole story is I put him over Aikman and I put Peyton Manning over Aikman and I'd put um, listen, I'd put Dan Marino and Fran Tarkenton over Bob Greasy. And Fran and Dan don't have any rings, and Greasy has two. So the point of the story is it's very difficult to just say number of Super Bowls one equals he's the best. And so we're putting Mahomes in a very weird spot right now because he has two and he's failed in, well, Bengals got him before the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl, and then he got trashed against Tampa. I mean, what if he doesn't win this one? All of a sudden we're going to think less of it? Like, this is the where we put him in a very tough spot where it's almost like he better win. We've put him in a very tough <laughs> yeah. spot in Pat Mahomes because of his early success has put a lot of young yeah. quarterbacks in a tough spot because I think when you see that guy do it, I think sometimes it's like, well, shouldn't other guys be doing it? And he makes it look so easy. I mean, just think about the narrative around my guy. The world was begging for him just to win a playoff game. He does that, and you would think the conversation around him this week was they didn't even get to the playoffs. So I think for Mahomes, he really has moved the bar, set the bar so high because of his early success rate. Yeah. Man, this is just historic stuff that we're seeing in the in the Joey B's and Lamar's and the Allen's and the Trevor Lawrence's like it's an uphill climb it is to, to clip this guy because he's the gatekeeper he's volume shooting though 
He's always there. He's giving himself a lot of at-bats, which is key. Yeah. And here's his was on the McAfee show, and they asked Brady about where kind of Mahomes is in the whole GOAT conversation. There's nothing that Patrick can do, in my opinion, that takes away from what I tried to accomplish in my career, and there's nothing that I did can take away from what he's trying to accomplish. I, I feel like I, all I tried to be was the best I could be. And I didn't, even though I had sporting idols, like I said, I could never be Steve Young. I could never be Joe Montana. Those are the guys I, I could never be Dan Marino or John Elway. These were my childhood idols. And they had incredible careers. And and they put as much as they could into their career. And I really respect them for that. And, and I just tried to do the same thing. And believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to, you know, give whatever it is a big hug. I texted my friend um, who who plays with Pat um, after the game, and I just said, "Tell him congrats." I mean, just awesome to watch him play, and I love watching him lead his team. You don't got this Pat's is number, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have Pat Mahomes' number. Yes, maybe he doesn't want it. Who oh. knows? Coming for the throne? You know, you know what the prince that was promised? He should want my number. Oh. That's what he should have said. Wow. Somebody says, hey, hey Thomas, have his number. You know what he says to that? Hey. He doesn't have mine either. Wow. Tough crowd around here. Here's what I can't wait to he see. He is though. on my team. I am not on his. <laughs> the tough part, the tough things for Mahomes, they're coming. Because when we get mm-hmm. out of the Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey era, what is it going to look like? He's still going to be good. But those two guys are Hall of Famers as mm-hmm. well. And so that's what I can't wait to see is when you strip that away, what is it going to look like? This has a, kind of an eerie feeling, even though he's five away. If he gets this, will be four away. It has a little bit of an eerie feeling of Nicholas having to talk about Tiger. You know? Yeah, I feel When's it. he getting the... I feel you what that. if he gets <laughs> to 18? Well, okay, rooting, give him the best. I'll congratulate him. And, yeah. and they're, but Nicholas and Brady are kind of sitting there going... Just keep trying. Mm-hmm. I'll say all the right things. I know how hard it is. Yeah. If you get there, you get there. But in the back of their minds, they're not getting there. Got, he has a long way to go. He's yeah. already got a Hall of Fame resume, but to get to that, you got a yeah. long History's on my do. side is what yeah, Brady wants to say. Maybe. Right. Who knows? All right. Those are your pre-snap reads for today. All right. What do we do with this Ohio State men's basketball team? How do we fix them if they can be fixed? Dan Dockich on the program next. Rothman and Ice in the fan. This promo is brought to you by Common Man and Timmy Hall's Ping Pong Game. The Fan. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hitting a hole in one into your ear hole. Ooh. This is Rothman and Ice. All right, welcome back. It's our favorite time of the week. We get to talk with Double D. The man, the senior college hoops insider, and so much more. He's uh, on Don't At Me Show on Outkick.com and now on Indie Sports Ticket from noon to three. So this guy is back to burning the candle at both ends. How does it feel to be back in the saddle, Double D? 
You know, it's fun. Uh, truthfully, it, it is. It's it's fun. You know, I love my Outkick show. It's the best job I've ever had with people. And, you know, most days after 11, what the hell am I doing? I got nothing to do. And uh, except during, you know, when it's nice out, then I go golfing all day. But uh, I got a great group at 1430. My, my non-compete was over. And they came at me with a show, and we've hit the ground running, man. We've been on people's ass. We've talked what Indiana needs to do. Ohio State, Big Ten, it's great. It's fun. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Good, man. We're happy for you. Um, We're on a sinking ship, dude. We had a chance for a signature Mm. win over Illinois. Uh, Now another three-game losing streak. Actually, two three-game losing streaks that they've sandwiched around a win over Penn State at home. But um, this looks like it's heading right towards... um, the iceberg. It doesn't feel good, even though, listen, did they play tougher? Yes. Were they competitive? Yes. Um, things get away from them against a good team. In a vacuum, losing to Illinois is not the biggest, most shameful thing in the world, but it's just they can't get over the hump. And I'm curious from your standpoint is, do they just they just don't have what they need this year? Well, I mean, I would say as of right now, they're not guarding. I mean, look, this three-game losing streak, you know, you're in the 80s. You're giving opponents 80 points. Now, a little bit of that is fouling at the end. I understand that. But part of guarding and turning a season around this time of year is what's your togetherness? What's your toughness? What's your leadership? Um, And this is a tough time of year. Hey, I mean, I talk to coaches almost every day. uh, just talking to Steve Alford about it. You know, teams come or they go. They, They really do. And you know what? You can't get through it without togetherness and toughness and i watch and you guys know how i feel about chris and how i feel about the program it's great to my son i love i take a bullet for chris but they're not garden and they're not tough and if you're if you're not going to go ahead and have you know zach Eadie and you can get to the foul line 40 sometime whatever the hell it is you better be tough and you better figure it out through toughness and def- defense or you're just hoping you're hoping that you know battle hits 10 threes in a game or something like that mm-hmm. you know whatever it is and that's the thing that I saw. I watched that Illinois game, and I thought to myself, all right, man, here's a chance. Let's go. And they get down early, and I hate to say this, but they were just playing another game. It was like, you know, real Ohio State basketball fans living and dying. Media guys, it's more fun. I don't care whether people may say you guys are hating or not hating, whatever people want to say. It's just more fun for everybody when the college team is winning. It just is. More interesting. And – I'll be honest, watching them playing another game. Now, of course, I get this. I, I, told, I Believe me, I get this. Everybody's going to put that on the coach. But it, I played in it, too, and I played on a team like this, and I blame myself as the captain of the team. I do. I look back and I go, that's my fault. Um, i got to make sure everybody understands that whatever happens, people are going to go, man, this team's fighting. And when you're giving up 80 every night, last three nights, uh, this time of year, and it's it's not good. I don't know if it's a sinking ship. There's all kind of – there's two ways. Let me put it this way. There's two ways. You and I, you guys and I have seen teams come back. Wow, they really turned their season around. We've also seen them go away. And 99.9999999% of that is on what do players actually want. What do they want? And I know we put it on the coach. And, and believe me, nobody knows it more than Chris and his staff. But that's what it comes down to, my experience. Uh, and I learned this more when I was out of coaching and broadcasting and being around multiple teams. I learned it more there than I did coaching or playing. So uh, sinking right now, absolutely. 
chance to figure it out, of course. But if I'm betting, I ain't betting on figuring it out just yet. I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. All right, Dan. So we had Northwestern. They may produce sweat it out again <laughs> last night. They get it done in overtime. Let me ask you this, man. We got two teams in this conference ranked inside the top six. If you had to attach yourself to Purdue or Wisconsin the rest of the way, who are you rolling with? Man, I'm rolling with Purdue, but but it was like 90-10 before yesterday. Like I'm like, I'm Purdue's great. And then I'm watching Purdue. I'm like, oh, wait a second here. I don't know if they're great. They're getting beat again by by quick guards. Remember, like last two years, Fairleigh Dickinson and St. Peter, the quick guards kicked their ass. I love Braden Smith, sixteen assists, but Wisconsin's interesting. I I watch Wisconsin and I think, you know what? I had knee surgery. I'm sixty. I can play with those guys. And then all they do is beat the hell out of people. You know, like I'm I'm rolling with Purdue, but that's just because I'm not even sure. Actually, I was getting ready to put out on, a, on the show this morning, is Purdue underachieving had they lost? Because they lost last night. They weren't going to win the Big Ten. I mean, they've been two games down. But I'll take Purdue. I'll stick with the big guy. A little home cooking maybe last night. Chris Collins had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. All right. Don't blame him. I, can I tell you a story real quick? Absolutely. So Katie, Gene Katie, was always the guy screaming about foul discrepancy, and we're playing my junior year at Purdue. And I like Katie, Katie liked me. Uh, and he's screaming about the foul discrepancy. And I never did this before, but I always liked Katie. I kind of stood over by where he was screaming at the score, saying, like, oh, come on, coach, you guys are fouling. And he looks at me, and I thought I was going to catch an mf and all that kind of stuff, right? And all he did was wink. He just winked, laughed, <laughs> smiled, turned and went and sat down. But Purdue's always been the team that they feel they're getting screwed in the foul discrepancy point. It's just impossible to guard the big guy. And But I like what Chris Collins did, man. He uh, he went full WWE on him. Good for him. Yeah, for him. He got, yeah I mean, he got half his money's <laughs> worth. I, I was watching the game with my dad and... You know, he's. We were wondering like what he was arguing about, and then I did look at the fouls. I mean, Northwestern got thirty called for thirty-one fouls. Purdue had fifteen, so they more than doubled them up. But you're right; it was in West Lafayette, and it was a close game. Well, well, think about. It. I mean, if you're shooting jump shots, and Purdue puts you in a bad spot because they're always throwing it inside, and they're always putting pressure on you. I don't know, man. Edie is phenomenal, but I don't blame. I don't blame Chris Collins. I really don't blame the refs. You know, like if I'm the head of referees and we have this big blow up, here's what you do. You go and you look. You say, okay, let's let's look at the tape. And if the tape is right, then you're good. If the tape shows a problem, then you you got to deal with it. But, hey, man, if I'm Purdue, last night I got a little bit, just a little bit of flashback to St. Peter's and Fairleigh Dickinson with little guards kicking my ass, driving Mm -hmm. past us, finding the neck. No, that's a warning sign. Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Not who you think's going to win. Who are you rooting for? Oh man, I am. I'm. I'm. And I've always been. I like Patrick Mahomes. Like I. I think Patrick Mahomes is cool. I don't like his wife. Uh, his brother seems to be a little pain in the ass. <laughs> well, he squashed but, him uh, a little bit. So yeah, I agree with. You. He did squash him, right? I, I like. I like Mahomes. I like his dad. Like, I remember when his dad came to the Cubs, and I'm like, he came from Minnesota. I'm like, all right, now we got, like, the next, you know, Tom Seaver. Because he's, <laughs> you know. So, 
I don't know. I like I like Purdy. I like Kittle. I like Fred Warner. I like. I think it's going to be fun to watch. But and I don't have any problem. Let me ask you yeah. guys, Ice. You guys, do you have a problem at all with Taylor Swift and what's going on? Does that bother you? Does it not bother you? Where are you guys at with Taylor Swift? No, I listen. Why I don't understand why the problem here is. I don't. I listen. She's not asking to be put on TV. And I'll tell you one thing. She, you know, when Brady Brady was married to a supermodel, we had no problems with them showing Giselle. I don't think um, we kind of had a little problem with what she was saying after the game. But she was defending her man and all that, which is cool. Like I don't know. I think that uh, this is uh, being blown out of proportion for people that aren't Taylor Swift fans who don't like the music or don't or too old for the music or whatever. Like I'm probably describing myself. I have no problem with with. She's not asking to be put on TV. Like she's in a luxury box with fifty other people, and I don't, I, I, I don't yeah. understand it. If I was running the network, I'd be showing her too. What about you, I? I mean, I think we just get fatigued with a lot of things now in the era of social media, <laughs> and when it's just constantly in your face, I just I think there's a fatigue level. I'm not a Swifty double D, so for me, it's just kind of like I can't wait for the Super Bowl to be over so we can move on to something else. But I don't know, man. I guess I'm in the middle. You know, I am in the middle, but but I moved towards liking it because I have a daughter. She's about 25, and she's a teacher in Nashville, and it's connected us. She listens mm. to the New Heights podcast. She'll text me during Chiefs games. She's a Swifty. And she's like, you know, I call her, uh, I call Travis Kelsey Taylor, or Travis. And it's given us, it, it's given me and my daughter, she's not a sports gal at all, not at all. And it's connected us. So I'm all cool with it, but I'm with, I'm with both of you. She didn't ask for it. It's like Peyton Manning, Peyton and Eli. I'm starting to get tired of Peyton and Eli. Yeah, I was like, all right, I get it, but mm-hmm. enough. Those are my guys, Double yeah. D. Double D, those are my guys. I'm leaning with D a little bit well, on They're this out one. of sight, out of mind, though. We don't even see them that much. Ooh, e- Peyton and Eli. They're going to do the super. They're going to do the pro oh, bowl. They got the and I'm starting to get tired of Kelsey. All, not from playing. He was great the other day, but all the damn commercials, like, all right. Um, maybe it's just, I'm just jealous. That's it. I'm yeah. just jealous. Well, here's I'm the jealous. thing. Now that you're, now that you're back on radio and you're raking yeah. in the cash, I think you, this whole daddy daughter thing, you got to bond even more and, and front for a concert. Pay that freight. <laughs> I don't know one song, man. I don't know. No, but she does. And you're going to be going oh, with her, right. but you've got to pay the, the, the cash. <laughs> I don't know if you know what those tickets are, but uh, I do. Okay. Well, I believe me, I do because my daughter thinks that since I know people in the radio <laughs> industry, that I can just grab quick Taylor Swift coming to indie tickets and uh, like, hey man, I tell you this: I did take my daughter and six of her friends when they were in high school to the Justin Bieber movie, and that was a blast. So I went. Screw it. I'm all in on Taylor Swift because of my daughter. Screw you guys. Screw your old promotion. You guys suck. All right, man. Be well. Enjoy the show today. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for having me. See you guys. You got it. Dan Dockich, Double D in Indy on the ticket. I was actually surprised he went that way. I thought he'd be all over the other side of that, like enough of her. And like, I had enough of Kelsey. Yeah, he doesn't. With Travis, not her. And he had enough of Kelsey. Yeah. How much is that concert, CB? 
the get-in price for a Taylor Swift concert? Oh, I mean, the crazy numbers you've heard, I've heard that there was like a father and a daughter. He had a pair of tickets he could have sold for about $30,000. He ended up not doing it. Wow. Yeah, those okay. tickets would have been sold, CB. Those tickets would have been sold. What do you say to the daughter, though? Well, Daddy needed cash. You want to go to college? Wow. <laughs> Pay for it for yourself, because I just made 30 k All right, we're coming back with Tell the Truth, Rothman and Ice and the Fan. The only show where sports talk is eclipsed by food talk. Oh, no. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell the truth with Rothman and Ice. <laughs> Tell the truth. Take us home, CB. All right. What a couple back-to-back days here for our national day of today. Yesterday was National Hot Chocolate Day. Today is National Dark Chocolate Day. My question to you is... When is it going to be National Sexual Chocolate Day? I knew this was coming. Okay. Okay. I knew that was coming. What you got planned for tonight, big dog? I'm just saying. Okay. Randy Watson. Uh, but my question was, is putting uh, these three in a group and then ranking them, which do you prefer out of the milk chocolate, mm. the dark chocolate, or the white chocolate? Uh, I'm probably, boy, as a kid, I really like that white chocolate, whatever that, whatever they put in there, however they made that. I don't know if white chocolate's real chocolate. I don't get it, how it all happens. Um, but I really did like the white chocolate. But if you, right now, today... I'd probably rank a milk chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate for me. So here's my problem. I'm torn because I consume more milk chocolate than anything. But two of my favorite kind of candies, if you will, are in the white chocolate realm. That mm. Hershey's cookies and cream bar and the white chocolate Kit Kat AR, undefeated, mm. man. Undefeated. So for me, I'm going to go milk chocolate, white chocolate, and then dark. Chocolate. I wonder if they have. I'll have to talk to my to Georgie boy over there at the melting pot. What you know, they got the boy? fondue of chocolates. Yeah. I wonder if they have. What I don't think they have white chocolate they fondue. They might. Well, doubt your boy Georgie boy. Over that there. would be unbelievable. I I don't think they have that, but. Tell Georgia Boy to get it on the menu. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you want to say? How about you and I just go over and be the taste testers for his new dipping menu? He's welcoming welcoming me there. I will be there. All right. Just find out right now today is true. All right. A trip, no matter whether it's for personal reasons or for work reasons, you always have to think about the food aspect of your trip. When you go to Vegas here to start next week, what is something you're most looking forward to maybe getting that you can't get here? Well, something that I'm looking forward to getting that I I know that we probably won't be able to get. We're it talking at this about point. food. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right, sorry. A place that we won't be able to get into, but I would love to taste the menu. Would be Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. 
You know I love that show. Will he and throw the, something at you? I hope. That would be the experience you want if you go in there. I would love to taste the risotto or the beef wellington. Two oh. items that are cooked a mm. ton. If He's you're, prepared a beef wellington and would put a smile on Duke Wellington's face himself, Maddie. If you watch Hell's Kitchen, you know those are big items. So I'm going to go Gordon Ramsay's beef wellington at Hell's Kitchen. All right. I'll join you. I don't know of anything else out there that I could name right now. I mean, I've, I've eaten at fine restaurants out there in the past, on the Strip and off the Strip. And mm. I would like to find, if there is, kind of a traditional old-school Vegas place with, like... What, the dollars like on the, the rap, ceilings and rap all that? pack That's... pictures on the wall. You know, guys that, like, old-school Sinatra kind of old... Restaurant, old school. That would be where I'd like to kick it. I just don't have a name for you right now. Okay. And that, my boy, is a damn truth. I was trying to walk you into my answer, but you guys didn't fall for the trap. I respect it. Uh, The next question is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the next question. The old in and out. Well, that's all he's looking forward to. (laughs) The Daily Fan Poll is sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. The question is besides football, what sport are you most interested in watching in February? Is it college basketball, NBA? NHL or other like for me in the hockey world it's jackets or bust Ooh, that's rough is it <laughs> this year it is well okay. that's what I- <laughs> <laughs> it is it is maybe you can combine the last two years if you want it but I'm like between the NBA and college basketball like I'm, I'm, I'm all in right now on hoops man. yeah to me it would be college hoops especially you get yeah. late into February because then we're into last four in, first four out. We're in now. We're into who's got to play their way in. Yeah, man. It gets very bubblicious at the end of February for the uh, bracketology deal. So, I mean, I know we're at sixty-eight teams. Maybe one year we'll be at one hundred and eight or whatever. But um, yes, because the Big Ten was so thought of as being this team, this conference that was going to get eight, nine teams in, and now we're looking at we're dwindling fast. And so uh, the conference breakdown, important games at the end of the year. And then it's like CB will tell you, it's, you know, to your ride teams that are playing hot going in, or do you find those teams that got bounced out of their conference tournament, so now they need rest. But you said February. I'm already in March. So, but I'm still, my answer will be college hoops. You sit on a throne of lies. All right, let's carry off that topic with college hoops. Have you ever been to the first four in Dayton? And if you haven't, do you want to go? Oh, absolutely. I went to, I haven't been to that specific event in that venue, but I've been to a couple basketball games in that arena, and that place is, I think, is perfect for basketball. So I would absolutely love to do that, man, for sure. I've been in, I've been there for games because Ohio State was there in Dayton, and the year that Indiana should have gone to the Final Four, I think they lost to Syracuse in Dayton where they got zoned out. That was the Oladipo team with Hulls and Watford. That team that beat Kentucky, the number one Kentucky that year in Bloomington. I think they got bounced there. Um, Is that the Watford shot at home? That was the the UK shot. Yeah, yeah, that was that year. And so that was cool. But I I don't think I've been there for a first, for a play-in game, no. Um, So I can't tell you that I would absolutely love to be there for that. I just, seeing the game there is pretty fun. Before we get out of here, I want to let you know if you missed Nate Davis talking all things NFL, Rob Guerrera hitting us with a San Francisco 49ers breakdown, and also Dan Dockers talking all things hoops and more 
wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch up on anything on the show. Just type in Rothman and Ice, and we will be there ready. All right, I'm looking at some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some old school, classic Las Vegas restaurants okay. that I can bring to the table tomorrow. And you guys said price is no object, so we're good there, I'm right? Picky, man. Turning in the receipts <laughs> anyway, right? You got a a burger and some water. I I ain't going to complain. Yeah, I mean, we may have to tough it out for breakfast and lunch if we want to move all that money to dinner. I think that should be within the rules. We can granola bar it up for some hours. I'm good with that. Some loose oatmeal? Yes. (laughs) Loose oatmeal. Yep. As loose as cream corn. All right, boys. We will uh, talk to everybody tomorrow on Friday at high noon. Stay tuned. Conman and T-Bone up next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. We used to have a billboard with our host face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly. Hey! The fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Purdue avoided the upset by Northwestern yesterday in overtime in college hoops. Here are your updated ESPN Bet National Championship odds. Purdue is the favorite at 7-1. UConn and Houston are 9-1. Kentucky comes in at 12-1. Arizona and North Carolina both 14-1. And then Duke and Kansas 25-1. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. A lot of coaching news in the NFL. The Washington Commanders have hired Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Quinn was previously head coach of the Atlanta Falcons from 2015 to 2020. The Baltimore Ravens have promoted linebackers coach Zachary Orr to defensive coordinator. He replaces Mike McDonald, who was hired by the Seattle Seahawks to be their head coach yesterday. And Ravens defensive backs coach Denard Wilson has been hired by the Tennessee Titans to be their D.C. The Green Bay Packers hired former Buckeyes co-defensive coordinator and Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley to the same position. The eighth-ranked Ohio State women's hoops team looks to make it eight straight tonight when they host Wisconsin at six. Neil Sika has the call over on 1460 ESPN beginning at 545. This one's sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at naturestone.com. It's not just a floor, it's Nature Stone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.